0: what's up listeners i just want to come here at the top of the show and let you know i talk about a segment at the end of this show but this show actually ran really long so I'm gonna either have to put that out with next week's show but most likely just sometime later in the week it'll come out as an extra episode thank you for your patience and sorry about that guys
1: you're listening to a mash those buttons production visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. <laughs>
0: To Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering all things World of Warcraft Classic and its communities. I am Bobby, also known as Blazing Bob, and once again we're joined by Mel, aka Melarina. How you doing?
2: Hey, I'm good. Good, good. And
0: for the first time on the show, we have Fark TV. How you doing, Fark? Hello there. I'm doing fine. How are you? I am. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Glad to hear. <laughs> All right, so guys, uh, I'd like to start off the show uh, always by thanking our tank patrons, and that is Thick Lizzie and Croxford. Thank you guys so much. And I'd like to remind everybody we do stream the show live on Twitch at Twitch.tv/blazenbob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N-B-O-B. I want to remind everybody that if you get Rested XP, make sure to use the code RELOADED. It helps you out by saving 5% and it helps the show out quite a bit. So thank you so much for that. All right, we're going to go through a new voice uh, voicemail. We're going to go through, we got one new review. We're going to go through what we've been doing lately in WoW. And uh, then we've got some news, not a ton. Um, and then we have uh, we you know as we do on the show, when, when we ever have someone new on, we get to know them. So we're going to get to know Fark there at the end, and then for the audio listeners, you are going to get a conversation with me, Sarth, uh, Rugs, and Simonize going over the recent video on class or class gear scare, scaling by the numbers. We're going to break that down um, for the live viewers and the YouTube viewers. Just letting you know that part is not going to be in the live version or the YouTube version. But if you want to see the actual VOD of it and instead of just audio, you can go to Rugs or Sarth's YouTube channel and they have it there right now. So you can check it out there. If you'd rather see the, uh, the, the graphical things, but the video does, uh, does mostly spell out the, the numbers. So feel free to listen to it on the podcast, whichever is best for you. You do you. All right. With that said, we had one voicemail and it's a doozy. Um, Two things before I start the the voicemail. Yes, Ozzy, we definitely re- remember you from Hardcore. You've left us a review, and you've come into my stream and other streams quite often. So yes, we do know who you are. Secondly, I did not pay Ozzy to do this. This was of no. his own accord. So I don't
2: even know what it says, but I know Bob probably sent him some gold. I'm just saying. <laughs>
3: well
0: here it is
3: hey what up bob and mel and the podcast whoever the guest is uh quick few things in my notes i'm just gonna rapid fire them off um i'm ozzy uh on Sky theory alliance i'm a boomy um you may remind remember me from the hardcore challenge i was a warlock i've always played warlock and i died at like level 58 i think i anyways what's up So, I have a gear score of 4200, um, which I'm very proud of. Is that lame to brag about? Uh, I don't see many others with 42, and I think I'm hoping to get 4250 soon. But I always feel really cool in parties having a high. All right,
0: I'm going to stop it there and just ask us. I don't think it's lame at all. I love to, like, I'll tell anybody if I'm getting in a group my 4.2 gear gear score on either my tank or my rogue. Now, my rogue, I actually put gear on. That I don't even use in the raid, just to sport the higher gear like number, and then I put my library's paper cutter back on after we get in
2: there. (laughs) Arrow laser.
1: What about you, Fark? Yeah, no, definitely. If you're playing a priest, you should equip tanking trinkets, you know that nobody wants, (laughs) and and, uh, (laughs) boost your item level sky high, and be like, "Yo, I'm the most geared uh, priest on the server," and then you equip, you know, your whatever trinket from (laughs)
0: TBC. Your
2: real gear.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly yeah I don't think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with being proud of that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean if groups are holding people out of her of of heroics for gear, shame on you, like they are easy as pie. And if you're not good enough to carry them, then maybe you shouldn't do it.
2: I just feel like people <laughs> shouldn't um hold people out of anything based on gear score unless they're knowledgeable enough to know what a good gear score for the different classes should be
0: well i mean i mean you would want to run a next 25 pug with you know people with under 3k gear score like it'd be you'd be setting yourself up for
1: fault oh no give any um, your thoughts cur- on that fark yeah sure personally what i look like for for heroics it doesn't matter that much um especially like i have three 80s now all of them um uh, all of them are tanks. I have blood, prot warrior, prot paladin. So tanking them wasn't really an issue, especially as a bloody case, simply because I had like bajillion self heals. Mm-hmm. But when I do make a pug, I do tend to do the old school gear checks. So I would like gear check someone. And usually the way I do it is yo, know, if you got no gems, no enchants, that's kind of like a no go. But if someone has yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, if someone has a blue item and I see, okay, you know, it's gemmed, it's enchanted, that's fine. That, that usually is kind of an indicator that person cares about their character. Hence, more than likely, they will also care about their performance. And you know, I would rather take someone with like item level two hundred blue uh, heroic quality five man item than someone who has like two thirteens but they're unenchanted, ungemmed. Because to me, it indicates that the person simply cares more. That's kind Definitely. of that, that's kind of my rule of thumb that I've been uh, using for the last couple of years at least.
0: Definitely, that's what actually yeah. uh, we run I main tank, our our guild's second run, and it's only about half guildies with alts, you know and some guildies that are social members you know, and then we get a lot of, of, of pugs and basically, that's what our raid lead does is if like they don't have gems in there, he's like, alright dude like you know, you're not coming. So I think yeah, that's yeah. a good rule. I think that's a really good good rule. All right, I'm gonna play the rest of this.
3: Gear score. So yeah, that's that. I just got the Undying challenge from Nax, and we just did three man Drake. I have a pretty casual guild, um, but we're knocking these challenges out. We're gonna start working on our 25 man next. Um, okay. Other than that, the Spy add on this is pretty op i don't remember you talking about this on the pod but it makes a sound anytime that there's an op- opposite faction person near you out in the open world so while i'm farming ores, it tells me when there's a lion, It tells me their name i could pull them on my i can put them in my kill list um and it even tells me when they're um when they're invisible in stealth mode which I always like to think about how the add-on works from a technology side, and I have no idea how it's able to tell the opposite factions in stealth mode out in the wild or in a battleground. Pretty cool add-on, spy add-on.
0: All right. So on the spy add-on, we definitely talked about it early on because there was a ton Sorry, of...
2: people of the opposite faction on your same server? Yes. was that like?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, benediction woes, but... uh so we definitely talked about the spy add-on. There was tons of controversy about it early on in um, in Classics' life. Like, rogues were malding, I mean, across Azeroth, just losing their minds. And, right, and rightfully so, in my opinion, because it really takes that kind of fun out of it, especially for the rogues. But for the non-rogues, it definitely made you feel a lot safer and... As someone on White, on White Main that played Alliance. Well, it was pretty nice to be able to know I was about to get ganked, but how it does it, from what I understand, is it reads chat. Some and somehow it's able to see that from chat. Like, I don't understand, but I know Blizzard like nerfed chat to try and nerf spy a little bit. Like it made it so that uh Something like like you couldn't see chat a certain like certain ways away, but I mean that's the same way that a tune works too is by by reading just the chat of npcs and things of that nature, so I don't know how exactly it works, but there's definitely been you know a lot of uh controversy over it, and I used to use it a lot, but now that I'm on benediction, I've just turned it off because you just never see Got horde it. so um because it is a pretty hefty add-on that you know scans things constantly but fark what's your uh what's
1: your your thought on spy there i don't have any thoughts in particular to be honest because i'm on farrellina and i have been since tbc so um i don't know what alliance is no i'm lying <laughs> When we were doing Sunwell Dailies, there was one Draenei that I remembered got insta charged by ten warriors while we were doing Dailies, and that was the only open world PvP experience I ever had <laughs> on class.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. Yeah, so we're we on just the him. opposite side, of
0: addiction, and we were on Whitebane until basically like we were the second to last guild still clearing. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Illidan. I forget. I've just blanked on Black the name. Temple, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were the second to last Alley guild clearing it, and we just had to go. I mean, we couldn't do anything in the open well, world at all anymore. But for the majority of the time until then, we were the, you know, usually seventy, thirty, sixty, forty 30, 60, 40 horde, you know, on that, on, on that server. But, yeah, it's... uh it's definitely. I don't know how I feel about it, but I did use it. You'd be crazy to not use it.
1: Um, but sure. kind of wish so, it wasn't there. How was the experience of playing the faction where you have almost no opportunities to recruit? What did the auction house look like? Like, was it fun? Did you like have this ni- you know, feeling playing? You know, the niche faction being the underdog was it entertaining for you, or do you kind of prefer the current benediction meta? Well
2: to be honest, okay. I think in T B C we were at a point where we were really just raid logging. So it didn't impact us as much. And the I feel like we found places to summon. I mean, it was kind of a relief going to Benediction when we were like, Oh, we don't have to go through all of these hoops just to zone into a dungeon or a or a raid. But it was really good for the majority of the time we were there and then we just stayed too long and it got to the point where we couldn't recruit and we were starting to lose people. And so that's why we had to move.
0: Yeah, it was for the timeline, white white main was always horde dominated. But then when we got we got to phase two and it was 70-30. And then a bunch of alliance guilds came over and then it was like all of a sudden, you know, 60-40 and then sometimes 55-45. And then by the time we got, you know, mid AQ it was fifty fifty almost un- like until the end of um um classic. And then when T B C rolled out, it went it jumped right it jumped up, you know, in the first month to 70 30, and then it just stuck it stayed at seventy thirty, but we were still the biggest server. So recruiting wasn't horrible, but it just generally kept getting horrible. And then for alts, there was no way to run heroics at all, like cause there was nobody making alts on uh, white man, And so when we moved to Benedict addiction, we had been starved for a long time. So it was fantastic because like, I love world PVP, but it's one of the lowest ones on my, on my totem pole of like things that I want to make me happy overall, you know? So, you know, for a bit there, you know, it would have been great to go to Grobulus cause they're living the good life, like best of both worlds right now. But, uh, you know, we 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 made our choice, and so we're happier
1: for it now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had similar experiences. I played a little bit. Um. Yeah, if I a little bit of storytelling, I made a mistake. Then TBC. Um. I tried to kind of go on a PV server on the U that was super dead from the Horde <laughs> side point of view. And um, when you try to push things in a certain way too hard when you're on a server that has really small population, you tend to not get that many fresh and uh, proactive recruits as much as you mm. want to. So that was very, very suboptimal, and I regret that decision. So I had to apologize <laughs> to some of my core raiders that came with me from Warming. Um, so yeah, I, I, from my point of view, definitely, that was, not a, that was not a good decision. That's why I tend to stick to uh, the big, big servers for like multiple reasons like that, you know. And um, the queues can be a pain, but that's the price I guess we kind of have to pay. To have the leisure of it is basically, yeah. And there was being in a New York City, right?
0: Yeah, there was a lot of (laughs) of listeners that you know gave us shit for for basically being scared to go to Grobulus. like. But you have to look at the guild leadership, and they made the call that was the best. Like, I mean, we were having fifty-five people, or not? No, no, sorry. Like, like thirty-five people transfer. And that's a, and they were transferring multiple characters, lots of them. Like, that's a lot to ask. And to take the chance with their money like that, like, you can't ask yeah. them to do that. Like, they had no idea if Grob would stay and or if Grob would, like, what if we went and Grob did turn into Horde only, you know? Like, going to Benediction was a sure bet. And, you know, they had to do what they had to do, you know? And so I definitely, you know, have never like i've never really second guessed what they did because at the time with
1: the information they had that was the best call period
2: for sure yeah
1: yeah if i might add on to that um at least for someone who comes from guild management management point of view i would like to add you've got to ask yourself do you want you got if you have to suffer cues right you already are suffering cues that you're dealing with this at least when you are suffering it it's going to be only your faction. And therefore you get the benefit of it, right? You're just, you're kind of competing for those slots with someone who has no potential benefit for you or your guild, right? Let's say even if you have alts, uh, if you want to pug someone or just your fireman, or maybe you, you have third out and you want to, you know, filter someone out, or you want to run GDKPs with, with your alts or something like that, you get, you still gain a benefit because you get a lot more people that you could potentially invite into those runs. But when you're sharing a server, right? And you get queues on top of that, you pay the price of having queues and you get no benefit of being on on like super hyper populated server. So that's kind of why I see Grobilis for me personally. I know there's a lot of people that enjoy that 50-50 split and, uh, you know, God bless them, uh, let them enjoy it. But for me personally, uh, like from guild management point of view, it, it has no benefits, at the very least for me, as I said. That's a good right. point.
0: This, yeah, it's a good point. I hadn't even thought about it. But yeah, all all in all, world PvP is the least important to me. And it's, it's it was really weird when we first went to Benediction because I'm just like I would always like swap my my gear to PvP gear if I went out in the like open world and I was always like watching my back, you know, and like real, you know, twitchy. And then and we're on and like I'm doing the same things on Benediction, and then like a week later I'm like, What am I doing? What? Like, there's no one to attack me. What am I doing? Uh so weird. Yeah. All right, well, I'll play the last of this part here.
3: Last note um, from the TwitchCon. Uh, on all you guys' appearances, um, Bob, you look pretty cool IRL. I'll give you that compliment. I was watching you from Desi's Stream, and imagine, you know, she walks in, there's a house full of people. Uh, uh, it, it might be a little intimidating. Nerds everywhere, left and right. And I say that with <laughs> love because I'm a nerd too. But then you just see Bob, and he's in the corner with his glasses on, a vaping pen, doing the pod with a bunch of people around. You just look pretty cool. Cricks looks naturally cool, and Winky looks like a cool homeless man when he had his beard. But now that he's shaved it, he looks like he found a house, I guess. Oh, Anyways, my God. That's my takes on the game and your appearances and all that.
0: Oh, man. So, Fark, if you didn't know, uh, when we went to TwitchCon – there was a house with a whole bunch of classic creators staying there. Uh, you know, there was Tactics, Tommy Salami, Duranosaur, Winky, Cargos, uh, and I don't want to forget Arth. it, but Cricks, Sarth, uh, got tons of people, right? And uh, I was just like, brought all my recording stuff over when Liz was like, you guys want to do a podcast? You guys can just kind of walk on over every once in a while and we can just bring in, and we did this what we feel was really cool podcast with like a bunch of creators all in, in one spot. So that's, that's cool. yeah, that's, that's what he's talking about. But I did not pay him to say I look cool. And the wiki looks like a whole, like a cool homeless guy, almost like almost made, like I said this to Cricks and wiki and like they, they couldn't stop laughing. Um, <laughs> uh, wiki made a remix that I want to play on the pod too. Um, Oh, man, bummer for the, the audience watching. There was an add-on, but at least they'll get to hear the, at least they'll get to hear this. All right,
3: ready? And Winky looks like a homeless man. Homeless man. Homeless man. And Winky looks like a, Winky, Winky looks like a, like a homeless man. Homeless man. And Winky looks like a full, homeless man, poor
4: homeless
3: man,
0: poor homeless man, poor Wiki looks like a wiki poor Winky looks like a fuck like homeless man. Homeless man Oh so that was uh that was Winky's contribution to the, to the end of that That's one. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good.
1: Fark, do you think we're uh, crazy by now?
4: Come on. (laughs)
1: I I think homeless man is not the right term. I think it's real estate challenged.
2: (laughs) Trying to be politically correct here. (laughs) Nah,
1: jokes, jokes, yeah. It was was funny, it was funny. I almost spit out my drink when he said, oh, he's shaved. he's shaved now. Now he found his way home.
2: (laughs) Way home. Oh, Oh, it's
0: good stuff, it's good stuff. Well, if anybody else wants to send us a a voicemail, the number is 816-866-1066. We have a good time with them, and they've sparked a lot of good conversations, so keep them coming, guys. All right, Mel, we had one review. Do you want to get that?
2: Sure. It was from Magnitude One on 101 on iTunes. And he says, great wow content, insightful wow podcasters that make the 80 grind more entertaining. Happy to help here.
0: Nice, nice. Thank you so much for the review. Those help us a lot on iTunes. The stars on Spotify help us a lot, too, but we appreciate it just wish Spotify would let you guys write a little thing instead of just having to star. But Um, We did have one email. I forgot to put it in the notes, so I'm just going to read it really quick Um, just because I'm kind of interested to hear the thoughts here. I hadn't even thought about it, really. So, dumb question, but which sound effect do you think sounds better? I've played Horde since Wrath of the Lich King up to retail and recently been playing Alliance since all of classic bloodlust sounds sounds to the, to the good side bloodlust sounds visceral and pumps you up but there's something about hero heroism that sounds so cool about it too i say bloodlust sounds way cooler i mean i play alliance but i'm just gonna be honest bloodlust i mean it's night and day i think it sounds much cooler but i was also a horde player in in warcraft 3 and there was just something about it (laughs) something about it what do you
1: guys think
2: i feel like i don't know what they both sound like so
1: i kind of i kind of have to confess here to be honest i'm too much of a i'm too much of a meta slave and i just focus on the timing of it to me personally doesn't matter if it's heroism or or bloodlust it's usually like Yo, lust, we're five seconds late. The snapshots do what, what are you doing? It's more like just like super tunnel vision on when it's being used. And uh I can't can't really confess that I uh really pay attention to the sound, but now that the viewer did mention it, I would I, I can see like both sides, like both both are kind of iconic. I would say maybe Bloodlust is a little bit more iconic because historically mm-hmm. Horde would have more shamans, hence you could hear it more. I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit more iconic from kind of like usage and lore point of view. Plus, like, I think in Warcraft 3, there was Bloodlust as well.
0: Yeah, it's the same sound effect for the Horde from Warcraft 3. And let's just say when I played Wrath before as Horde, I listened for the audio cue to know when to go ham. Now I have to listen for when somebody calls it out because I can't really, like, distinguish the heroism noise. It's not nearly as, like, as out there. And I'm a big audio cue guy uh, from, you know, coming from, you know, playing different first-person shooters and Overwatch, and audio cues are so important to me. I always can't believe it when people play without sound effects. I'm just like, really? That's so much information. You're You're just losing. But they might get it from someplace else, you know?
2: You just listened to both of them and heroism sounds like an add-on dinging at you and then yeah. like really quiet. So maybe that's why I don't notice it.
0: Yeah. I have to actually watch for me getting larger. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's on now, you know, yeah. like, so I don't know. I'm definitely more fan of the bloodlust and even the name of it too. That's her it is. Definitely
2: there. a horde name though. <laughs> It would be very unfitting for Hawaiians to have a bloodlust.
0: It'd be like rallying cry. I don't know.
1: Oh, rallying cry is a good one, yeah.
4: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as
0: good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your
1: best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
3: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas.
0: All right. Well, guys, what have we been doing lately in WOW? Who wants to go first? Mel, you like
1: to go first.
2: I mean, I can go usually just because it's the shortest, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was traveling this week for work, so I traveled on Wednesday. And so I was there for our raid on Tuesday, which, by the way, I scheduled my travel for like Wednesday through Friday so that I can be at home for the raid on Tuesdays. But then I have to schedule my flight for like 7 a.m. on Wednesday. And that always really sucks because we raid until like 1 a.m. But it was fine. Um <laughs> And so we raided and Bob and I did a little bit of our alts working up. So we got to 77 and I think that was over the weekend, right, Bob? Or did we?
0: I don't remember when the last time we did. I think it was over the weekend. Yeah, it was like we we had a pretty crazy drunk late night stream where you went in and tanked a bunch of a few dungeons, I think. Maybe two. I remember.
2: I'm a pro now. I'm a pro pally tank. I've never played pally or tank, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't get as nervous anymore when I go into tank a dungeon. I'm more nervous for Bob because he's my healer. But that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, by nervous for him, I mean I'm nervous for me because he's my healer, right? Like, just saying.
1: Fair. That's that's a good trust exercise. (laughs) Healer tank dynamic.
2: It's usually opposite. He's usually the tank and I'm usually the healer. So now, with like the flipped roles here, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, we have a good time. We have a good time doing it. Um, is that
2: all you've been doing? I can't even think
0: about it. You've been just making money hand over fist. Yeah, Mel was out of mm-hmm. town the other night and I was making my, my mm-hmm. mechano chopper and I didn't know if I was going to have enough cash on hand because I hadn't messed with my bank alts. For a while, and everything was full, and I just didn't feel like messing with the auction house to like sell. So I had a ton of stuff in raw, you know, goods, but hadn't actually got the, you know, the actual, you know, liquid cash for it. So I wasn't sure if I was going to have enough. And I was like, oh, I could just, you know, I could just probably just borrow something from Mel's account. She's got like, you know, 17K at the moment. And all of a sudden, I get a call from Mel, and she's like, do not spend my gold. And I'm like, are you, are you watching the stream? How'd you know? And she goes, I have my sources. And she definitely <laughs> wasn't watching the stream because she I never wasn't. watches the stream when she's out of town. So I was like, who's, who's telling on me, guys?
2: <laughs> I have my sources. They said they messaged me back and they said, I don't think he was going to steal your gold. And I was like, mm, better safe than sorry. He needed to know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's what I did. Good looking out, guys. Made keep me my... keep me informed when I'm out of town. See what happens when I leave town and leave Bob by himself for like three days. He spends like twenty k gold. Like, what is happening? Like, see, this is not.
0: I did. I bought a. I bought because I I had had my greatness deck forever on my rogue, just just waiting for what's it called? But I just decided one night I'm going to buy greatness for my prop warrior and I'm going to make a mechano chopper. So it sent me back a little bit, but I'm still I'm still pretty okay.
2: They went through I bought the one um Dark Moonfair deck for the priest. <laughs> and I went through the first raid, not really because I hadn't read it. Cause I had like made a ton of gear. This was a while ago, right? I'd made a ton of gear and I'd like bought that and all of the stuff. And then after the raid or like midway through the raid, I was like, hmm, yeah, I just haven't been using on use part of this trinket because i didn't take the time to read it so that that was really beneficial it's really not a great trinket if you don't use the on use part of it so lesson learned read your trinket them. <laughs> yeah i think so the one that restores mana yeah
1: it's quite a good one a good start it's good. One, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah now that i started oh, using that. it it's actually very powerful yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you want to be super lazy, you just macro it on your uh, disco I shield. 100%. <laughs>
2: no, it's on my renew, OK? It was on my shield and I was like, OK, that's literally all I do. So I probably don't need to be popping this the first thing every fight. So I put it to my renew. So now it's a little more intentional, OK? But if I don't, I will forget to use them and it's just not it's not effective. I know my limitations Mm -hmm. i'm aware
1: no that's good yeah it's a it's a good filler one for sure
0: um uh fark do you do you want to go or do you want me to go
1: um i i can go next i guess um i've been i've been kind of busy this week and i'm gonna lie i rate that like four nights a week and it's, it's been a mix of both 10 and 25 men usually on tuesdays we try to speed run 10 men and we try to have competitive times. And the week before, we uh, failed horribly. It was okay. it was absolute disaster. It was uh, we, we we had to retcon that whole run. So we, we came DK with this right? Yeah, you know it it was it was <laughs> absolutely horrific. I, I hope I deleted what. Um, <laughs> and uh, we we had this strat planned, right? So this was really fun. We have this Tuesday on. we're smashing it. It, it, we got the flow, we're pulling this, going bada bing, bada boom, we got to recover for trash requirements, everything, right, amazing time. And we, we had this threat going, right, where we kill Lothab and we would pull half of military with the spore buff. Mm. So we go rocket boots after Lothab, we go into military and all of a sudden there are threat issues, so I'm like... <laughs> Wait, what, what? 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 What's going on? Like uh, we usually save the tricks for the pack thereafter. You know, there's this meticulous pull. What's going on? And we realize mid pull of, off of the military wing the, the Blizzard hot fix. Oh no. buff,
0: I was I like, just gonna you know, bring that up that that's fixed <laughs> now.
1: Yeah, that's what happened because we, we we went in immediately after reset, right? And we're popping cooldowns, quick tricks, MD, Kims. D-sex, D- no, wait, stop, move, disengage, no, <laughs> Baloraz, like, we're trying to salvage all of this. We oh, finished no. the run. Because we, we have to keep going, right? it. Right. Squ- forget, mm-hmm. let's go, keep the pace, keep going, right? Because we took a big penalty. We took, like, probably, we lost five minutes there alone, right? Oh. It was complete disaster. We finished the run, boom, we got notification on Discord because we have this Discord bot that sends us <laughs> notification. Notification goes loud. all go, go, goes up. Lothep spores. No longer <laughs> available after encounter ends, and I'm like, "Yep, they disappear no. right away."
2: <laughs> You're like, "Perfect timing!" Thank you for that. Exactly.
1: That's exactly. We, we, great story. We did get late. Like, oh, uh, it's like we we did have a 56 minute run, which is okay-ish, but at the end of the day, it was disappointing because like we mm. we prepared this and <laughs> we still failed the execution. But yeah, this uh, kind of oh. the ten man
0: funny story. Yeah, that that, that is funny because I was gonna wait till your story was done and be like, "Do you
1: do you know that that's fixed?" Now? so you definitely did <laughs> found yeah. out the hard yeah, way
0: found
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> no because we always we, we we march the gates on Tuesday and we run over 25 minutes because we have mandatory splits right on Wednesday and Thursday and on Wednesday we actually also did a parse run where we had to wait 10 minute cooldowns between every single boss and um I think we decided to label our guild as predominantly speedrunning guild. I think we're going to stay away from parsing because <laughs> nobody enjoyed those those 10-minute pauses. And yeah, we tried to, like, you know, queue skirmishes in between the bosses so they could go into Arena and reset their cooldowns. What ends up happening is you drop flask when you go into Arena. So it was like wow. we needed to re-flask, re-buff, re-summon, Refish feast or personal food between everything. Might as well everything. just wait for ten minutes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so it's like, what do you do? You, do you pair more gold to save like extra like five minutes, or what do you do? So yeah, the, the the parsing thing, you know. But we promised it. we said to the guys, yeah, we're gonna have a parse run. You know, let it all out. We're gonna do one healer, one tank, and I have to commend the guy who who heals uh, for our guild. Uh, he's a French Canadian, resto shaman, RPZ. Uh, like hats off. I looked at the logs. And in terms of all of the like the the, the parse runs that we did, he's the only resto shaman that managed to solo heal. So you know, I was shout say, out! Wow, well,
2: you solo healed the, the resto shaman. That's I, we a borrowed choice.
1: certain. Uh, <laughs> no, no, well, there was the thing. Um, I personally, I know, I'm kind of straying away a little bit by elaboration. Is I like to really min max the amount of threat and mitigation that I can have, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of other bar skills or parsons that I've also been scanning is they like go for mirror of the truth on protection paladin. They gem strike. They do this. They do everything just to gain like seven hundred extra DPS on <laughs> on the on the tank. The thing is, it's not worth it, right? After you you reach a certain threshold as a DPS from tank point of view, it's really not worth it. It's at least in my opinion and from my experience, I would say it's much more worth to get your head cap, get your expertise cap, and then focus on. As much like avoidance mitigation stamina, like whatever, whatever you can find, the, whatever gives you the best bang for the buck, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that way we reduce the healer to one, and uh, bringing another DPS is always going to be better than trying to experiment. doing DPS as a tank in raft, it's like near impossible, pretty much to be competent, except maybe on a couple of different fronts, but. I don't want to like. I don't want to be too annoying, you know, and uh, rant too much. But yeah, that's kind of what what we ended up going for uh, since day one. We really wanted to like solo tanks over here in twenty three DPS, and it was fun. It was like super fun, and it was like really challenging because we also had to use tranquilities meticulously and rotate T properly and our masteries and everything. So it was really really fun, and yeah, that was that was on the menu for me at least. Uh, sorry for the long rant, by the way. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, oh. no problem at all. Yeah, I've been. Like I've been getting some shit from some people about the way I've been gearing my warrior, and I just keep going. I just keep going up in stamina. I keep like I keep my expertise cap, uh, right up there, and then my hit my hit cap's a little bit lower. But I just count on hopefully having you know, like like you know, I just I bring it up high enough to where with the, with the buffs, like I'm okay, right? So, uh. So, so, so like I just keep that, but then like I am gonna have a little bit of fun like now that I'm geared enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the the greatness card, you know, on a lot of fights, but uh not all fights, you know. So uh I am kind of, but I'm a a warrior though too, and we do a lot more damage. So it's just it's really fun to do that damage, and so it'd also be really fun for farming with the uh, lame uh, uh, revenge spec still really good to farm dungeons with that yeah so what we've been doing i f- forgot to mention some of the stuff we've been doing over the past two weeks last week on the podcast but to let everybody know our guild the majority of us uh almost have all of the knacks or almost have all of the 25 man uh achievements done we've got all the ones done in knacks we've got uh Malagos done, Um we just need undying and then the annoying Sarth one where you don't get hit by the flame, whatever they're called. Little bombs that come on the ground. Um everybody says the best way to do that is to die. We're gonna try as a guild to just kill the three drakes and then just like burn Sarth. Um and see if we can get as many people that as possible. And then later on we'll just let a couple a couple people die at the start each week, maybe like we're not really sure, but do you have any like do you have any thoughts on how to get that uh, achievement real quick, Fark? While while we got you here, uh,
1: excuse me, the one uh, gonna go when volcano blows. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean that one? Yeah, they, uh, you just pretty much die at the beginning, and you'll <laughs> let uh, people twenty four man it.
0: Do you like like do you like our idea about doing just no just no. Like killing all the drakes and then trying to to zerg it as fast as possible
1: and and get as many
0: people as possible.
1: Yeah, for for sure, definitely. Now, if you want to do that achievement uh, most effectively, is reducing the duration of the boss encounter, right? You could zerg it with three drakes, sure, but uh, you know there's going to be lava spawns all over the place. You still might get whelps and stuff like that that might distract you. So, if you want to, and I think yeah, there is also the modifier HP modifier for uh, for drakes, right? So if you knock out the drakes and get everything out of your way, you should be able to zerg it like within 35-40 seconds, provided oh, of course that and we you have de- pretty de- good healers. Like for a sweaty casual guild, we have
0: pretty dang good DPS. Like we're we're burning everything, and we were able to get the Naxa ch- uh, achievements fairly easily. Like, um, so we have pretty good DPS. We have like. A good handful of regular ninety-nine parsers in our our um, guild, so that helps a lot, you know. And if they're parsing ninety-nine in our guild, they're they're really good players, you know what I mean?
2: So, what do you have yeah. to do? You have to not like, you, there is um,
1: there is thing on the ground. So, uh, th- there is there are these like volcano-ish projections, kind of like it's kind of like a fireball, but the texture uh, uh, yeah. the texture doesn't have a lot of consistency. It's almost like it's almost like see through, super transparent like thing. You would almost like assume that it's part of like the environment animation, but it's uh, it's the extra fire damage that you sometimes take, right? And, and, and there like is the no ground blue thing on
2: the ground that's like glowing. No,
1: that no, that's the void zone. That's yeah. The void. yeah. <laughs>
2: okay, I was like, seriously, we're gonna try to all die because people can't get out of this stupid blue glowy no, circle.
0: <laughs> if yeah, if that. That was it. We'd all have it at least by now, you know, but it's just, just it's it's random little balls of fire that come down and hit and then you can't see them, but it's really hard just because we've done either two or three drakes every week, you know, so like there's a lot of shit going on.
1: If you ever played Cataclysm or did like any of those dungeons where you would have effects, you know, you could see like small little fireballs hitting the the floor and they would have like a circle, right? Uh, It's... The same thing, except you don't have a target on the ground, so so you kind of can't really properly see where it's going to land, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why um, a lot of people kind of fail that. But what's really good about that is, even if one person fails that, it doesn't matter. Twenty four other people are going to get it. So even if like three or four uh, oh. people still get hit by it, it's okay. You can still get it from like twenty people from your main roster. Do it zero D if you re- if you don't care about the loot, right? Yep. you can or you can do it even you can even do 2d right and then whoever is missing that achievement they can just pretty much die at the start of the encounter like they can get cleaved or they can taunt the boss and they can just sit in lava and if you're dead if your corpse is on the ground it means that you can't take damage which means that you get the achievement for free yep there
0: yeah and like there's other things like we were doing the 10 man uh, malagos uh, achievement to get a killing blow on a guy on the disc we had more people than we did we did this that needed it, so we just got it for a couple of people. You get it right there, and then we just reset the boss and did it again and yeah, got it yeah. for the rest of the people. So there's those types of tricks. Some of them, you know, require everybody to do, do something like um shocking, you know, requires everybody to not get shocked. One one person gets shocked, you don't get it. Yeah. You know? But yeah, so it's like uh that's uh there's different things you can do, but yeah, so. We're planning on doing our E-Mortal run Thursday of next week. Uh, or I guess when you hear this, guys, it'll be this week. But, yeah, we're hoping we get that done. And then we might be doing the Sarth one, trying to do that twos- t- on Tuesday night. And then we're also a bunch of people are really trying to work on the 10-man the ten man, uh, achievement. Like, some people, like Yip and, and Casimo and LZ and a few... They have their uh, achievement all, all already. We've been trying to kind of rotate people into groups. So tonight we might even have, we're going to try to do a Sarth, Three Drakes, Ten Man. We tried the other night, but we just, um, we kept getting to like 10 to nine or 10% per, per, and then he'd go em, immune. We've got a few new plans, uh, a different like side to pull from we're going to pull from the back left you know we've seen a lot of people do that we're also not going to bring as many hybrid specs so that should probably help us too but it's uh it's definitely one of the harder ones to um do and so we're working on that we're probably going to do maybe an undying run tonight or tomorrow so we're just basically what we're doing what i'm doing you know, rating wise, is just trying to do a lot of these achievements, and then during the day, I'm just making gold and doing whatever. You know, doing different weird uh, achievements and stuff. But and having a lot, been having a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm sorry, I didn't up, up update you guys on our progress and all the uh, achievements because I think we're doing pretty good to have them all done except for Immortal. Um We've got some plans for Immortal too. We're gonna going to bring some resistance pots maybe everybody you know you know you know flask health rather than dps cuz like we're not we're not going to really worry about our dps we're just going to we're just going to worry take this one week to make sure we get this achievement done and then we don't have to mess with it after
2: what are we what's the one called where you don't get hit by the fireball
0: you know? um, no, but I know it's at the bottom right ish, maybe one or two up from the bottom right, if you're looking at the the 25 man achievements. You should you should have them what? all knocked out except for two. You should have immortal and the other one. That should be all you need left. Unless you missed a 25-man raid.
2: Oh, not you might man? not
0: you might not have Scion. You might have not ever gotten a killing blow on Malagos, which th- we could easily get you.
2: Yeah, I don't have that one. But yeah, the Lava Strike? Yeah. i do not not getting hit, but oh, that's the one you're talking about?
0: Yep, that's what we're talking about. And then, so you should, okay. you, you, you only have three you still need, right? Just two. Oh. Right? Okay, so you, so you got the one marked S-C-I-O-N? Oh,
2: no I, need, no, I need that one, too. Okay. It's annoying because they have all of these 21 and... 21 player ones still in here, but I thought they removed those.
0: Oh, here, just go to general on the dungeon tab or whatever, and then scroll down to 25 man something. I forget what it's called. Glory of the Raider. I Glory think. of the Raider.
2: Oh, got it. Okay.
0: You should just see three that you need there.
2: Well, I haven't gotten there yet. I just started scrolling.
0: Oh, <laughs> I think it's in the dungeon main tab.
2: I'll find it. Keep going.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I mean that's basically it for me on what I've 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 been doing. So we can just move on. I was just kind of waiting to see if you had that, but you can just tell me later. We'll we'll uh, let you know next week when we hopefully have our drinks.
1: Yeah, right. hopefully you're gonna get it when the podcast goes live. Yeah, yeah. So, grats to the future.
4: <laughs>
1: thank
0: you, thank you. All right, guys, let's move into. time for the news all right so this really isn't news it happened but i wanted to just see if anybody had any thoughts or theories why it happened so on november the 8th we had a long eight-hour maintenance window for classic and i just don't know why and they haven't said why and so. Was wondering if anybody had any, uh, you know, tinfoil hat thoughts as to why? Anybody? Uh, intern
1: spilled coffee on the servers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh crap! I thought maybe they were doing something for the 18th anniversary, or ooh, or you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it would have been like because eight hours is a long time.
2: Was it so, actually down for eight hours?
0: It was only down, I think, for like six. I think it came up like two hours early, but still a long time.
2: Yeah, it was a long time.
1: They, they, there could be some overlapping issues between retail and classic, because initially I believe that our client started on BFA client, and then it was updated to Shadowlands client. And that's why, for example, some add-ons you can use the uh, retail add-ons on classic, right? So for example, add-on called move anything, you can use it on 3.4 client and you could have on the TVC client, right? Yeah. So what what could have had happened is that behind the scenes, kind of behind the curtain, they um, since they released the 10.0 client, maybe they were trying to pull a different fork from the main uh, from the main git and update um, update classic with with the same fork so that it stays aligned with the uh, with the retail because that's what Blizzard likes to do. And I believe I heard uh, Brian Birmingham talk about it once where they like to they like to keep classic as a project, which is a subfolder, so to speak, of in in lag terms, of course. So to speak, of, of retail, right? It's kind of like a subcategory of retail mm-hmm. in terms of their internal uh, infrastructure. So it could be that that the 10.0 patch had something to do with it, just from top of my head.
0: But and I think I've heard him talk about that too, that it actually makes it easier for them to utilize retail uh, coders to help them solve problems in classic. So yeah. So I could see, and I think I think we started on the Legion client, if I remember. All the, information yeah, it, 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 prior. Could, it
1: could be Legion client, yeah, Legion then BFA, and then eventually it was synced with BFA, yeah, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. with Shadowlands, yeah. So,
0: yeah, that's 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 probably it. I was just trying to get like some funny, some funny, uh, you know, tin foil hat things. Uh, I our guild leader plays warrior, you know, and so he was, uh, you know, he was like, well, if they have it said it's got to be fury buffs, right. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, those are going to come in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just got to wait. Just wait. Um, okay. So, in next news, this was very short lived, about a day, but Twitch created a separate category for World of Warcraft Classic, separate from World of, of, of Warcraft in Twitch. And this is. If you do YouTube content, like it is it is separate now. Classic is a is a different game you choose to uh, to uh, um, you know go to. And I've heard a lot of opinions. One of the biggest opinions that you'll hear is Asmongold's Gold's opinion, and he straight just scrolled down to it and said, "See, there's nobody playing it." So this is a dumb I, I idea because people are going to call it a dead game and just just on the surface of that op- opinion, I'd like to just put forth it was out for a day, bro. Most of the the classic streamers didn't even know it was there. The only reason that I knew is because i I saw people complaining about it in the uh, the the Blizzard creators discord and so like i don't know like i've always wanted this because i don't want to have to parse through streamers that are streaming uh retail i have no i don't want to watch retail i want to watch classic but he's he said it would bring him down in the list and he might have a point there might you know have less people view world of warcraft if you know they split the two but honestly i think The majority of people streaming, it seems like, are classic streamers. Like, you know, like, I don't know if they have the majority of viewers, but it feels like it's mostly classic streamers. So I don't know. I think it could have also helped out smaller streamers at different times. So I don't know. Anybody have any thoughts on this? Oh, oh, but then, so a day later, they... Took it out and changed it back. I guess uh, supposedly from what as from what Asman says is he talked to devs directly and convinced them that it was a bad idea. I don't know if that's true, but supposedly they got in contact with Twitch. As far as the creators Discord, they have not talked about it at all to the majority of us. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
2: Is there a downside? to it like from a classic streamer's perspective. I'm not a streamer, so I don't know.
0: Well Asmund was pointing out that it would put the if you split the two, it would put both of them regardless lower on the top streamed games list if you go to browse in in Twitch. That makes sense. And I and I do get that point. Fark, as a streamer, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I can see that point of view because if you have same category, if it's only world of warcraft period right mm-hmm. it feeds into that category and, and it promotes it as a more active and played game therefore someone might feel better about um, investing their time in uh, in the game right a lot of people a lot of players might not play the game if they feel like it's a dead game right uh, so it's a mutually beneficial relationship between classic and retail that way that they feed into the same streamline kind of right and they kind of also promote each other but there's also the point of view that you mentioned bob is you have to filter through god knows how many shallow brothers it's like okay retail okay castle okay 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 who's doing uh, is anyone doing tier five okay there's a tier five guy what was what, this guy doing right so it's kind of kind of like that i, yep. I do think uh, also it would promote a lot of classic streamers much better uh, and it would right. promote growth for smaller streamers uh, those that usually don't get the spotlight because you would and the same was for retail right because you would free up a lot of the spots so the so kind of like the, the mid to lower streamers they would grow a little bit more as well So it has both upsides and downsides, but uh, ironically enough, the most downsides go towards Asmongold and not uh, towards someone like myself. So (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it it was crazy because I did stream that one night that it was on and I had double my average viewers. I had like 80 Ah. viewers because like, there was only like nine people in their streaming. Exactly, it. you know. I was just exactly. like, I was like,
2: Grannosaur posting something or cricks, and they were like, "Number one classic Wow streamer right now. Look at this."
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah and, exactly. yeah, and it's just like, and over time, we could have seen, you know, which one was more popular streaming wise, you know, and it. I think it would have been cool for a lot of those those reasons, but I I do get it's- the overall reason of not splitting it. I. How about this, though? What if we had a subcategory within World well, of that's Warcraft? that's what I was
2: going to say. That would like, be Is amazing. there a way to do that in Twitch?
0: I don't think they'd have that in any other thing, but I think that would be amazing for all of us and the game as a whole, you know, as, like, you know, a nice medium where you could really help out both the game and the streamers.
2: I mean, yeah, what if there about- was like a tag that like was an official tag that you could use to just search like wow classic because everybody uses a different tag right like everybody yeah i've
0: got tags in mine since they changed it to where you could do your own custom tags i've definitely got like you know w-o-t-l-k
1: you know and then i've got like wow classic in there yeah uh, so here's my idea uh, you when you click on World of Warcraft all split the screen in the half retail goes to left, classic goes to right, done so just have like a big line, maybe like a cataclysm line in the middle of the screen from that split it you know <laughs> yeah barons, right we would yeah l- something like that
0: we would literally be the barons chat category yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: uh they could they could also they could also like um here's my idea for it uh keep the two separate categories. But on the kind of like on on the homepage of Twitch, have only one World of Warcraft, and when you click on it, split that button into classic or retail, mm-hmm. or like live and classic, and then it brings you to the category. Then you see what you have. You said like Blazing Bob, Cricks, that's on classic, and then whoever still is on retail and relevant is on retail, right? So right. they could do it like that, right? have that unified unified the wow category this is wow you want classic or live and then here's the two sub subcategories they could just do it like that with, with make an interactive button i don't think from development point of view i don't think that would be that too difficult i think with the tags would be a little bit more finicky i think that would kind of be the easiest yeah. thing just to make it more interactive from uh, at least from backhand point of view as well yeah sure. and i think i mean
0: if twitch was 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 willing to put in that little work, I think the viewers on Twitch would appreciate it a lot, just being able, you know, even the people that watch both games, maybe something just happened on Classic, and you want to see, you want to jump into everybody's stream and ask them what they think about this change. You know, I've people do that to me all the time. I know they're jumping to me. What do you think about this? Then they're jumping to Sarth. What do you think about this? Then they're jumping to Crix. You know, they're jumping to everybody trying to get their 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 takes. So those are the days where we have to repeat our thoughts on it seventy times throughout the day. You know.
1: <laughs> um, also, I think it uh, has to do with recommended tabs as well. So, for like your viewer habits, the way the way machine learning works as well, it's like, oh, you like to watch World of Warcraft streamers? Hey, let me recommend you another World of Warcraft stream. Boom, mm-hmm. it's retail, and then you're like okay, you're thinking, okay, this website is garbage. Like, I don't want to watch retail. I hate retail. I hate, <laughs> I hate channel lights. I hate it. I hate it. Fuck Twitch. I hate it, right? So I think, it, you know, uh, also for retail guys, it's like, you know, oh, I want to watch, you know, someone who's super into, like, Mythic Plus, right? And they're like, oh, no, I don't care about BP, I don't want to do Mythic Plus, Mythic Plus, right? And then you get, like, Recommended it and it's like, huh? What? what who, who, who is this? What next? Oh, you boomers are doing next. I don't yep. want to watch <laughs> this, bro. Yep. I don't it want to watch this. Goes you know, both. A, it goes both ways, you know. Yeah, it it goes sure. both ways for sure. You know, it's 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 split audience. We are kind of under the same roof, but you know, I, I guess we got kind of like you know two different universities, and it is what it is. You know, one are in You're social like- studies, and other ones are <laughs> in science.
2: I feel like there's not a lot of people that go onto Twitch and they're like, you know, I don't care if I watch retail or classic today. Let's see who's on, right? Like, unless they have very specific people that they want to see in both. But I feel like usually you look through Twitch and you are either looking for Wow Classic or Modern Wow, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think, I think the, the population that you just described, those that overlap are in, in such a vast minority, and even if they mm-hmm. were, having one more tab open <laughs> is such a minor inconvenience compared to right. all of the benefits you could stack on top, of yeah. what we just yeah. mentioned, right? Yeah, I think there's definitely,
0: there's definitely overlap, but I think there's a, there is quite a bit of people that play both games, but I think the majority of those quite a bit of people Play one of them predominantly, and will like when there's a new you know expansion, they'll go play up to max level, like on retail, or vice versa. With you know, Wrath came out, they were like, "Oh, well, I'll go check this out, do whatever I need to do for my extra mounts," you know, and stuff like that. I think there is uh, lots right. of those players, but players that really invest, like they're full time on both. I just I do, I I don't see that as being the norm.
1: Yeah, but even then it's going to be filtered now because it goes in ways. Let's say we go to tier seven now, right? And then we're going to have tier whatever of Dragonflight and it's going to be okay. Oh, Dragonflight, the first tier of raiding. Okay, leveling, let's focus on that. And it's going to be, oh, Old War is out. Okay, let's focus on that. Okay, now tier two of Dragonflight, let's focus on that. Even then, like, I feel like it still kind of goes in phases. It can still be like Mm. softly filtered out, right? Because it is what it is like even someone who wants to carry on let's say um a pvp or from top of my head uh there's a european rogue uh name escapes me now uh who does a lot of coaching with viewers and stuff for fun like that and he does it on a regular right so i don't feel like it's just for for streamers like that that have a lot of informational and nice streams to get buried under like (laughs) hordes and hordes of interest into dragonflight tier one rating or whatever right so i think the separation there would also benefit those people and would also promote overall health of both right um like you know he gets buried maybe someone can find him helps with discoverability as well it just kind of brings to the point like yeah if you're already famous this is this is probably gonna hurt you if you're the king rank one sure you you still want to you know you want to filter the millions but if you're a small small Andy, you know double digit andy that you know gets two followers and he's yeah hey this is my best day ever you know right. you get one extra follower and you feel that much better yep, so, sure. yeah. definitely yeah, I think I think it's the best of both both worlds what we've,
0: you know, kinda put out here. So Blizzard, Twitch, you can have that one for free. Help help <laughs> us out. Help help yourself out and us out. It'd be good for everybody. All right, so the last thing on the news is there is a arena tournament going on right now, and they did they did talk about it they did you know say that it was coming out prior to uh or basically the same time that they did the p v e tournament, but I just want to know why they don't pump these up more and get more word out about these like why like like. Why do they wait so long to like really put the info out? I feel like it'd be big. Announced this didn't. one. When
2: they announced the Undying Challenge too, they're just marketing of it isn't great, right?
0: Yeah, they could get um, all of us to market it free. Like if they just give us some fun notes to talk about instead of just tournament happening, like there you know. You go. Yeah, like you Yeah. Know, there could be a lot more really cool things to come of it, but yeah, it just seems like they're dropping the ball on that. And this this has a pretty good prize pool here too. A total of one hundred K.
2: Who was the um when was this original blue post posted? Do you know? Uh
0: this one was posted just just this week, but uh um it was posted on the ninth.
2: So but we had the dates before. Is that what you're saying? Uh
0: we had the dates before and they really didn't like it really didn't like there there was uh there was a preliminary like like tournament where anybody could join of a certain ranking and stuff, but they like there just wasn't it wasn't very clear how you get into that. So I'm sure the top most of the top PvPers found out about it. Maybe they get with them directly, but you want viewers. Like that's what they're missing out on how the fuck do you do much pvp well
1: funny enough i organized two tournaments myself uh, you know not bragging at all um the last one was a little bit hard but um i did we did rxp two on the tbc beta together with cargos uh, it was like rxp sponsorship oh nice so uh nice. so we did we did that tournament that was quite fun and uh that was kind of like the first uh, one of the first serious tournaments to be organized if you, you know, discount Osmond Gold's draft pick. So that was quite fun, um, and uh, that got, like, decent clicks as well. And then we did another GTAK Gold Tourney in, in TBC, I think it was Season 3. I'm not sure if it's Season 4 or Season 3, so we did another one, which was sponsored uh, by GDKP. It was Gold Tourney, so I have some experience when it comes to kind of, like, uh, matchmaking and tournament organizing against shoutcasting and promoting it is incredibly hard and what we try to do the most is reach out to individual players and ask them for help and be like hey let's come together and let's make an event um and please help us you know please help us promote it as much as you can and we will promote all of you equally and as much as we can as well so we did interviews after each series after um, best of three, someone gets knocked out. We would always do an interview with, uh, with the person with, with the team that got uh, knocked out. We would interview team captains, so every team was interviewed, and we organized it in such a way where it was mutually beneficial a relationship for everyone. If you promoted a tournament, we will promote you as well, right? Because all of the viewers are going to be funneled into this one stream pipe, right? and we're going to like channel it through that as well it just comes i think it comes from organization i don't know like how does it exactly work from blizzard's end but for sure i think having a uh, maybe like media manager or someone like that organizing uh, you know a pipeline of, of information and viewers and uh, create something that's mutually beneficial for content creators and for the company as well because essentially more clicks more notoriety more notoriety healthier player base you know more uh level 18 norton boosts purchased for your favorite tesg three versus three comp or something like that you know yeah it it is it is mutually beneficial at the end of the day so as i said i don't know why are they not promoting maybe they could collaborate a little bit more with their own in-house talent for example i know zico is a commentator so i don't know if he promoted it at all i would I would like my intuition would say, I think he didn't, maybe he mentioned it. Now you guys are going to be there, but like officially maybe they could give out, give out pets, you know, little gladi pet. Maybe it could be like little gladiator murloc. Maybe you can do a reskin, you know, every couple of months. And now it has a blue helmet. Now it has slightly more blue helmet, you know, stuff like that. Oh, content creators promoting this can give something out, you know, in the future uh, to, to the audience, which should also be super fun, right? or uh, twitch drops for example i think would be super huge if they could do tri- twitch drops for the tournament itself oh yeah where oh, um yeah. and also make it tiered this is what pubg does is they they have directly in uh, not just pubg it's league, league of legends as well what they do is they give you direct rewards if you watch their tournaments right and you have drops on twitch guys you know you go watch it you watch it on youtube watch it whatever you know you get the the Extra loot boxes, I think, in League of Legends, uh from just on top of my hand. I know you get some essence or stuff like that in PUBG. You also get like this currency where you can buy cosmetic rewards that are about this tournament, which is like you know, worlds for PUBG or stuff like that. So they could definitely take a concept from those games and those esport organizations and implement it for World of Warcraft. But uh, what worries me the most is um this interview where once uh Blizzard game dev said it was 10 years ago, so it's archaic. I mean, maybe it's not the case, but he said that PvP is not their focus. It is more about PvE. And typically, that kind of has been the case. But then again, PvP is really huge, and people do play this game for PvP only. There's quite a bit of people that, even in my guild, I have amazing, amazing players that don't care about PvE whatsoever. But they do participate and partake. Because so they, they can want get re- certain items, yep. Yes. And they completely immerse themselves as hardcore raiders. They fully partake. They're, you know, there's they're fully a hardcore raider in full meaning of that word and term. Because they want to have that privileges when old war comes, hard modes, when TOGC comes, heroic mode, loot drops, right? Broad face heroic. There's already people talking how. Oh, uh, the unidentified whatever object, the trinket. Uh, oh my God, who's going to get it first? Uh, Shadamorn, who's going to get it first? Uh, don't tell anyone it's going to go to main tank. But, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff stuff like that, you know. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's a difficult question. I've been thinking about a lot myself. Once again, I apologize for the rant. Oh, you're fine. But it is.
0: Uh, That's like, what we're here for.
1: It, it's from my point of view, it's kind of sad. It's just, it kind of feels like... You know, you kind of feel like when you're a World of Warcraft enthusiastic player and you see that the company that's organizing this tournament doesn't promote its own tournament to the full extension and capabilities that they have. It kind of makes you feel like a lost kid in the park, you know, like you have two siblings, your parents forgot about you, they don't really care about you, you know, stuff like that. So it would be nice if, if Blizzard cared a little bit more, you know, if they showed some love. I think drops I could
0: be really good. Uh, drops could be great. I think also you just give, I mean, you know, yeah, it would just, you know, it would just benefit the big U- YouTubers, but you give a few of the big YouTubers for, for classic, you know, like you give them a few, you know, uh, a few boosts to give out, you know, and then you say they have to give them out on the the video talking about the new tournament coming up. And they're going to hype it up because anytime you have a giveaway in the the title, you're going to get a lot more clicks. So, you know, I I I I I think there would be a lot of people willing to help out in that in that way, and it would be mutual mutually beneficial. So I think I think the drops don't see why they put in the
2: effort to do it and then not do it right, right? Like that. That's my biggest complaint is like they put in all the effort to put the tournament together. And then just didn't do anything else. And in any business, if you're going to put in the effort to do an event, you know you need to market it so that people show up. Or why are you doing it?
1: There's so many questions, at least from my point of view, that I would like to ask. And and I know the question I'm going to ask will probably never be answered, but it's like. How how do they operate behind the scenes, behind the curtain? Like that's that, right. those are kind of my questions. And that's where I would like to probe. Like, do you guys have a marketing team? You talk to some streamers and, and and content creators. Obviously, you talk to them. But do you operate with them? You know, like who are you guys listening to? What are you doing? Who's working there? And like, do you have a system? Do you you know is there is there a boss with its own department and has other people who are reaching out? You know, stuff like that. So. Like I personally have no idea how 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 they operate and works. I don't know. Like you know, maybe it maybe it could be an issue as well. Like maybe maybe it could be an issue where they borrow from kind of like in house talent and and employees. Right. Right, they take people from retail because, like for example, someone needs to run the camera. Right. Uh, as i have done it myself and it's been a massive headache as someone who has oh, yeah you know, no official support i can't express through how much headaches have i gone through to operate the arena camera frame thing oh, <laughs> yeah that that was that was a challenge and a half uh, but yeah not to sidetrack too much um like maybe someone who is a really good cameraman from that point of view comes from retail department so they have to borrow him from retail so there's a lot of questions like that that I, I would like to kind of ask Blizzard if possible th- theoretically, you know. I know it's, right. it's not possible, probably never, you know, my question is gonna land on, on deaf ears. But there's a lot of questions like that, you know, to ask, hey guys, how do you operate? What's the system? What's the infrastructure? How are you guys doing that? Especially someone that said, I organized two tournaments before. And uh, it's 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 incredibly difficult to 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 pull it all together. And uh, I kind of do have a perspective how to do it through, through Discord because I have a lot of friends who have participated mm-hmm. in tournaments as well, are really really good players that have been in tournaments. I kind of know how they organize the ladder, and they do have some moderators as well. And I know there's some overlap between retail and classic for sure in terms of staff and management. So yeah. it could it it just and to me. I get an inkling that there's a lot of like. I, I might be wrong, uh, you know. Don't quote me, but I feel it. Maybe not on purpose, but classic is almost an like an appendix from considered, you know, to retail. I feel like it's not it's not really fully fleshed out, and it's not they they don't consider it a mature product. They more consider it like. A blind dark alley of retail. That at least that's what I. I. It's getting
0: better, but that's definitely yeah. that's. It when it, it started out, it's like, here, guys, free, we freaking made it. Take it, and then they're like, oh, Don't oh, you guys really like this. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do we? Uh, what it do, seems what like do they're, do now? Good.
2: they're good at giving like working with content creators when new expansions come out, right? But anything in between, I feel like. Kind of just goes unnoticed
1: yeah so. um what 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 i think would be also amazing if it's anyhow doable because it wasn't in the past it was always kind of outside of blizzard's operational range so to speak but if they could somehow organize shoutcasters for world first race and provide the user interface that so they have custom u- user interface right for mm-hmm. for the race which we saw on the tier 7 10 man one if they could organize something like that for world first races that would just be huge that would be humongous well I, through I, the I, roof
0: in their defense i don't know if they have that type of inf- infrastructure for the live servers that that was done on a specific different server i don't know i'm assuming they have gm controls and that's what they were using on that separate server you know what i mean like where you can warp anyway you can look over anybody you can take anybody's point of view but like i don't know if they would ever allow anybody remotely like because most likely gm controls are not remote um or at least not remote without going into the office through a vpn which is a virtual private network my guess is gm controls can only operate from within the internal network this is just coming from my, my my uh my my background as a systems engineer but we would have never given anybody the ability to remotely administer servers without coming into the office through a vpn which basically makes it so like you're 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 you know like figuratively sitting in the office you if you use a vpn
1: so i don't know i don't know that would be cool though be cool yeah maybe maybe it's hard to pull off for sure because you have multiple regions you have china as well so like what do you do there but as uh If I recall correctly, they already have somewhat of a PV esports scene or they have been establishing thing as it has been established uh, to write release. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, China's run by a completely different company. They just pay basically rights fees to to Blizzard. Like it's a it's a completely different company, though. So everything they do can often
1: be very different from what we do here. Don't they, don't they get double weekly resets? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard somewhere that they get double weekly resets. So it's not exactly. It so the way it works is they
0: get, a, like, because of the way stuff comes out, when something new hits, they get too, like, they get too instance resets in the time that we get one does that make sense because mm, i believe okay. yeah like they could jump on for a day out. and do it for a day and then in this like the week resets for their for for whatever their raids reset and they can go again right away i think that, don't quote me i could be wrong but i think that's what i heard or what i read into a long time ago but it was a long time ago that we covered that
1: mm-hmm. oh i see so uh yeah because all the raids release on thursday so it could be that they get kind of like almost an extra lockout yeah. yeah yeah every tier every every tier they get an extra lockout i'm pretty sure
0: that's correct but you know in the comments or write into us let us know if that isn't correct but i'm pretty sure that is correct um all right well I think that's going to be it for the news. Let's move into...
2: Bobby, we need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft classic. Do I look like I know what a
0: WoW token is? All right, so in this week's discussion, we're getting to know Fark, And FARC's pretty... Pretty famous, right? You've uh, got a pretty big name in the private server scene. You know, I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but it was a thing, and we do on this podcast. It's okay. Um, infamous. (laughs) Why don't you give us uh, first off? Why don't you give us a little a little background on when you started playing WoW, like the original, what is known as retail now. don't you Did you start playing that? Any certain expansion?
1: Absolutely. So basically, when uh, first year of high school, a friend of mine came up with a really scratched up, busted CD, and he said, "Yo, there is this thing. It's called World of Warcraft, and you plug it in, but you like kind of have to create an account, and and you need to play on this server." And I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna check it out." So, like, this sounds amazing. Me, um, this sounds amazing. So I'm gonna check it out, right? So. I played on one of the first private servers ever created on patch 1.10. Um, that was an original vanilla. Those private servers were some of the worst scripted, complete meme private servers. But you could make a character. You could kind of quest. Talents kind of worked, and abilities worked sometimes. But the world was absolutely amazing, right? So coming as someone who was like, insane world of warcraft 3 fan and played like n- not just the campaign and like, all the other maps that you could find for for warcraft 3 i fell in love with that 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 was like crack who we that was like that was like weed for snoop dog man i, I fell <laughs> in love with it i fell in love with it i played on those private servers for i would say three or four months and then it was like um tbc was about to come out and i'm like oh, okay man, so wait I-
0: hold on hold on you played
1: private servers before ever touching the actual wow the first the exactly vanilla was out but and i played on one very first private servers you had population of like 10 players everyone knew each other we used forums to communicate if we had any bags or who had leather working or anything. It was super, super niche. Like it was, wow. exa- it was insanely niche. It was insanely Because
0: I didn't even hear about the first private server until after TBC launched and a bunch of my friends were like, we're going to go play this old one. We don't like TBC. Like and I was like, really? That sounds scary. Like you lose your character or something. But yeah,
1: but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so uh, so basically, after after those private servers, it was a fun experience for sure. But um, I always felt like, how would the game feel if I played like properly? You know, how how would the game feel? Because I explore the whole world, like on the night of starting zone. and Now you're an orc. Now you're a troll. I would explore stuff, but I was always like, you know, man, I was kind of wonder how does it feel when everything works correctly, properly. <laughs> so uh, or at least more
0: correctly, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, TBC launched and that's kind of when I picked up the game. Um, I was hunter player and paladin player in TBC. Um, I was never really hardcore, kind of played for fun, dabbled in PVP here and there, did some PV here and there, but nothing too serious, uh, with start of raft as well. I, I played, but it was never too serious. It was always, Oh, I'm going to do raid here and there. I completed all of the raids during raft, And then really during Cata, I, um, I don't know something just clicked with me and I was like, okay. Okay, we need to get serious now. It's time to get some serious rating. It's time to, you know, uh, get better in PVP. I picked up DK in PVP, and uh, I really fell in love with playing Hunter during Kata as well. That's when they finally changed it to Focus because Wrath is um, Wrath was Mana, and initially, fun story. Initially, it was supposed to be yeah. Focus, just like Pets, right? But we um, yeah, never mm, fully implemented it.
0: Mana never made sense for Hunters to me, right? Right
1: yeah it it never made sense and um there was a patch and then dragon soul i remember when they finally uh buffed dragon soul was already out right and uh Machine was the the you know the dominant uh dominant spec and then they on the last, the very last mini patch right they buffed um survival and i just fell in love with that and played hunter you know, um, on a, in a hardcore guild and um, played, played all the way until Mop, Throne of Thunder, and that's when I had to tap out. It dipped out. There was something about those, those dailies on that island, man. I didn't like collecting those coins. Didn't like doing those dailies. I just kind of fell out of the game in mm-hmm. middle of Mists of Pandaria. I uh, came back just for Siege of Orgrimmar, finished it once, and after that...
0: Dude, I came, uh, back. I came back once in miss right they were doing some recruit a friend you get like a you get an instant boost to 85 i was like okay i'll come back because i always until classic i always hated leveling like i've actually grown to love leveling and have a ton of alts now but like i used to always hate it i was like end game or nothing like and so i came back to mop and it's just, like i was looking around kind of confused what everything was going on like because i'd quit and Kata middle of the second uh, r- uh raid tier and like i opened up the talents and i looked at the talents and i was like slash quit
4: that, <laughs> and that, that, that was it
0: yeah i was just like dude that was one of the coolest aspects of the game what the hell just happened like and so i just didn't come come back but started to interrupt you but yeah like uh mop and cat turned me off as as
1: well uh, I I still I, really, I because I played MOP and Kata recently as well on the on the Voldemort servers right and um, MOP is Mop, MOP is fun for sure I think a lot of a lot of current Wrath players would enjoy MOP and Kata as well because also ten men becomes a thing that's what that's it, what Scotty J keeps trying to tell yeah. me but I don't know man it, it, it does it does its, it does have its charm if you want to be more casual if you want to play ten men only. Personally, again, logistically, I wouldn't do that. Uh, we would still run 25-man splits for multiple reasons. Um, but um, you, you can play as you man know, if, if you ever had like four friends and you're like, hey, man, kind of want us all to play together, but we can't because we never can sink in, and all of a sudden you can be, okay, uh, we need one healer and uh, a little bit of DPS, let's go, right? Yeah, so more chill offer, offer environment
0: yeah. for people. You know still what a challenge but
1: yeah yeah Uh, i got it and you still have your talent points uh they're they're a bit more condensed right you get a talent point every two levels but you still do have talent trees there's still some customization when it comes to that as well oh yeah Uh, because they didn't
0: actually when was it it was in mop that they changed it to the weird grid thing but it wasn't at the
1: beginning right no, uh, so Cataclysm, you get talent point every two levels, yeah. Cataclysm so is a lot smaller, and right? you have and to you... go
0: all the way down, which we all kind of thought kind of sucked like from like a whole you know, like theory crafting. But we had Willie and Scotty J on to talk about this. It's it seems like with some of the way the moves are set up, if you were able to do hybrid specs with the way they set up Cataclysm talents, it would like everybody would be a hybrid because of like, you'd be able to get so many extra strong moves, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't never, ever, you know, I didn't play enough, you know, during, after
1: they changed talents to really know how it so kind of shook out. It kills creativity. The way I see it, it kills a part of creativity. So there is this hybrid rogue spec on pretty sure you talked, uh, to with Simon about it. Simonized. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Exactly. So there's this hybrid rogue spec uh, which promotes like a lot of creativity. He's like, hey guys, fell striker, look at this! Look what you can do! Boom! Trash DPS, twenty five thousand, amazing, right? right? So it kills that creativity, but it also gives Blizzard opportunity to balance the game much better, right? It's like, okay. We know for sure Assassination Room goes here and then they have two other options. They have 10 extra talent points just from the top of my head. Again, don't no quote me, they have 10 extra talent points that they can put either in combat or sub. What do they I'm look pretty like? pretty sure right? that's
0: correct. Cause it's 41 total.
1: Yeah, so when when it comes when it comes to that point of view, you can also understand them. It's it's a double edged sword. You do kill creativity, but you say, okay, we can better define what an assassination rogue means and what they can do uh, in, in the grand scheme of things that that is pv right? And and they can do the same things when it comes to PvP. And if you look at the first tiers, if you could potentially pull up Cataclysm uh, talent uh, talent points, you could see that the first tiers of um, Every talent tree are kind of like more utility-based or support-based. So that's how they balance that for PvP in a sneaky way is those initial talent points would kind of add more fluff and more flair and would more often than not increase your damage. Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't, right? So that that was like from... um from development point of view, I, I can see how it's beneficial and kind of from player point of view, I can see like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't get to play around and I, I don't get to do 20, 20, 20 or something like that, I don't know, you know, something goofy. Yeah,
0: I it's would have so to agree to with it, you there. It's a
2: balanced game, though, when people have so much freedom, right? Because you can't absolutely, anticipate absolutely. everything. But and-
0: it's so much <laughs> fun. I mean, if we had this locking system, eyes would have never come up with this hybrid spec. You know, there's just so many... Cool things to be done with, you
2: know, right. these types I agree, of things. but you could also argue that those things weren't intended and it wasn't intended that there would be, you know, this power move that you could do. And right now it's fine. But as the game gets. More mature and more complicated, right, those certain things can really backfire, right? You can have really. Really like way overpowered one class just because of this one little change that they made, and then it affects the entire game. Right? Well,
0: I'm surprised that I thought for sure they would make the Fell Striker only work at level sixty and up, and have that like decreased proc rate after level sixty type of deal. I I said that from the beginning when it first got found out, but they haven't, and I think uh, I think every uh, non-rogue wants that to happen but uh as a rogue player it's uh it's pretty fun to use that that spec on trash makes trash pretty exciting but i do i do i do get it it's just i feel like the fun is so so much greater
1: i think there are two different schools of thought there and one is hey let's have this sandboxy type of game where we give a lot of freedom to the players and then a different type would be like okay no let's let's introduce these players to as much of an even playing field as possible so that we can promote skill expression because if you even if you even out the playing field that's where the the individual skill and teamwork uh, shines out the most right so you do kill innovation a little bit from the sandbox point of view but you also promote a lot of teamwork and synergy like that like who can rotate cooldowns better who can who can work the numbers a little bit more there's still quite a bit of thing uh things to do even even if we, the same principle that we had in cataclysm was in raft i still think there would still be quite a bit of innovation when it comes to tactics and then the meta would still shift simply because the, the numbers are are different than we had in original Wrath, or numbers are different than compared to some other servers that even I played uh, recently, right? So there, there's always going to be some innovation and something to be, to be done. Even like, for example, if you get Seasonal Mastery, and let's say they buff uh, HP of the bosses by additional 50%, right? Say the damage stays the same of the bosses, like damage taken for tanks in the raid, but they buff HP, let's say it's like... I don't know, the season of of health or something like that. Wonky, (laughs) just from top of my head, don't take this comment seriously, right? That that would change the meta as well. As I said, like unholy DKs would would be less efficient simply because you know the HP and the damage of the gargoyle would 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 be different, right? And the kill timers, the the kill times would be extended very much so. So you would have to do like certain class mechanics, let's say gluth. um, something that surprised me completely is like i think we did decimate maybe once and that's kind of what i see as a bad raid design in my opinion is when raids can skip mechanics that's why i was never i was never personally a fan of manila nax because i would just see raids pop pop roll buffs and it was more of a contest who can who can not rage the most when they lose brawl buffs, and who can focus the most nuking the boss? Like even back in the like classic vanilla, if you look at Gluth, and just one example, I don't want to die on this hill, but it's just one example. Like you would just nuke this boss, and it was effectively targeted. I mean, same thing happens right now. What what we do is we use frost mages. I take one stack. The Feral takes over. I go to the zombies, I dan, you know, I do my dance with the zombies for like 30 seconds. Okay, the boss is next, boom, let's go, just left, right, go, go, go. Right. And if you introduce like it's you know, a lot of the times, you know, buff HP is a bad concept, but at that specific for that specific boss, if you buff HP off the boss, all of a sudden you do have to handle zombies. You can't kite the zombies close to the boss because when decimate comes, they're just going to run into the boss. And when you buff the, the HP of the zombies, you can't just, you know, oh, i do one hurricane, they're going to die. No, you have to kite them properly. You have to invest resources. So who is more flexible? Which tank can jump around and control more? How good are you at shot calling when it comes to Holy Wrath? Do you maybe bring a Shockwave Prot Warrior? All of a sudden, Prot Warrior is no more trash here. Holy moly, they have Shockwave, stuff like that. Is this Prot Warrior hit cap for the does this prot warrior have at least six percent hit cap because zombies are level 81 did this prot warrior optimized for this there's so much that goes into it so that's kind of why i think um, yeah
0: I, I don't know where i was going with this to be well honest. i mean but, i mean you know just yeah. um just like speaking to that point on gluth uh last night i'm i am main taking our second raid we had a pug we had a pug paladin as the second tank and he didn't understand what we wanted him to do on, on, um, gluth, you know, to like, you know, to taunt off of me at four stacks and like swap back and forth. And so he's back there, chitin and like, and, and taking off all, all of the zombies. But we have so much DPS, even in this half pug raid that I was able to go ahead and go up to eight stacks and tank the boss until he was at like, and then we were able to kill him. I died, but I mean, like, it was still like, that would have never happened or been possible had he had, you know, just like even 25% more health, you know, or, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And there's also, also the thing uh, with, with the way scaling works in certain things, like first of all is when, when you have to account everything that we have, knowledge, hardware, network, better network, Right stuff like that we're not playing on 15 fps although recently i can't you know i've been lagging my uh, my brains out in raids but uh, (laughs) more often than not we have stable connection stuff like that and then historically if you look at average player performance we did like 2k 3k dps back in the day right if you look if you look at tank spot like you can see a dude is just chilling like doing 2500 dps if you have a dps right now doing 2500 he is great parsing, and the rest of your 15 raiders are hardcore, raging on Discord, sending messages. Why is this guy getting loot? He's a waste of loot. Get him out of the guild. Blah, blah, blah. Right? So it's 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 completely different. And I think, in um, my opinion, when it comes to like HP of certain bosses, I think Blizzard released much a much weaker version of Naxx that we should have gotten. I don't know if you have noticed or not. Maybe it's just me, but... I think people are, people, player base is a little bit bored of Naxx almost. It's kind of like a pushover. It's a little bit too easy, right?
0: If you're not doing alts and enjoying the fact that it's easy and you can get into groups, exactly, like then you're probably pretty freaking bored. Yes, like and and I mean, luckily we have uh, achievements to kind of like give us an extra thing. But once you do them, then they're done. You know what I mean? Like, so
2: well and nax in vanilla not a lot of people completed in the original yeah. wrath that's why bringing it back wasn't a big deal right but we all feel like we just did this and now we're doing it again and it's a lot easier
1: yeah <laughs> a like, night and day okay. easier yeah yeah i like i personally feel like the nax should be an introduction to to, to wrath of the village king for sure it shouldn't be like Mind numbingly hard to the point where you're just agree. wiping and wiping and wiping. It shouldn't be that. But, like, even if you look at like week one, we rolled over Saffron so easy. Oh, yeah. uh, we, we did this whole spore thing, right? We organized groups. We had pre groups with full spore buffs. We zoned into Saffron. We pop plus potions, everything. Boom. He's dead within minute 25. And the question has to be asked like, that is kind of you know, an iconic fight, you only have one air phase, and you're in pre-biss, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, we were sweaty, min-maxed, and full enchants, gems, yada, 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 you know. It's still, it still, it felt too easy for me personally. Like, I, I think it was just too easy. And I think that, yes, damage doesn't, you can't, you know, say, oh, just do triple damage, but I think the HP values should have been buffed a little bit. And that's not the answer always, but I think in, in well, this case of the bot. Next. Yeah and i think in this specific case yeah if the bosses fall over after one minute then obviously you know there's yeah they didn't buff them enough probably
0: yeah but they buffed them yeah. by like 25 or 30 percent uh during
1: during the beta so they definitely did buff him. yeah but 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 here is the thing 25 percent of a meme is still a meme <laughs> right. If you get you get what I mean, I, it's
0: like
2: I always thought they should do it percentage based for mechanics, right? Like once they get to a certain yeah. percentage, you get the mechanic, and that way it doesn't. Which
0: they do that a lot later on, you know. Like this was oh, a raid. Just yeah, sure. des- you know, this was a raid designed in vanilla, and they just kind of reworked it and threw it back out there. But War and stuff does have a lot of that. Like, War is going to be a different game. I think the big guilds are going to beat it fast, but it's going to be a different
2: game. I just hope I they think... don't keep knacks too long because I think people will get really burnt out and bored
1: <laughs> so i don't know how you guys feel about this but i think trash is fine as it is i don't think trash needs any nerfs or buffs i, I mean i'm fine
0: i'm a trash hater i love the fact that in wrath like everybody gets an eight a- and aoe and we can just bust through trash because trash rarely drops the epics and i like seeing the epics drop and i like doing <laughs> i mean you know you're probably the same way as a, a former private server player i care the most about the bosses i I try hard on the trash out of respect for the other people in my raid. <laughs> Cause I if I could just I AFK during is... it, I would. But like I can't do that because that would be extremely rude and like I gotta give them my all, right?
2: Yeah, oh, I don't think trash is overtuned TLC. or undertuned, so I think yeah,
0: it's I fine. Think, yeah. Oh TOC yeah, is I actually know. is actually when I quit in uh TOC was not the, like, I don't know, man. I was not a huge fan of TOC. That's like, I quit before IACC in original Wrath, but at the same time, we were like, we were like, we were running every single version of it every week, and it just got really old really fast. It might be a lot more fun now that we'll probably still want to go back to Oldowar with the item level uh, bump. So. And and you can only do one, you know, you can only do either heroic or regular, you know. So, like, that might help it. But I just remember being like, I can't do this again. Like, so sometimes trash does space it out, you know. Like, there's a happy medium there somewhere, you know, in my opinion. But, hey, we've gotten way off track. We need to get back on, on to you. It's been a good tangent. But uh, um, I want to know, so you quit. Did you immediately did well, go yeah. back to private servers, or did you take like a few years break and then like, tell us I how you got back into um, private
1: servers? Yeah, sorry, absolutely. Uh, I absolutely didn't touch the game for years. I would say some, whenever when were like, no, actually, I'm lying. I'm not lying. I um, I bought I bought four of drainer oh. uh, in hopes it's gonna be TBC 2.0. I went into the garrison. I saw that to put in a phone mini game into the garrison. I, <laughs> I immediately uninstalled the game and said never. So I, I did give Blizzard extra, uh, extra hundreds of bucks or whatever. Are,
0: you, know, you, wait, are you Are yeah. you talking about uh, what was it called? Um, no, no, but the game, the little phone mini game. You're talking about. uh uh You're talking
1: about Peggle. No, they they had that. The, there, there was this. There was era of these cringe RPG phone games, and they were all the same. They would give you so much for free at, uh, initially, and then you would uh, oh. essentially like hit the wall, and you would the only way you beat this wall is with your credit card. And that's what uh, the Garrison reminded me of, and I'm like, no, come on, guys, this is this is not this okay. is not the legacy of World of Warcraft. I just like I.
0: So I thought you were like, talking
1: P- about about Pagel and I remember in you no know, Pagel is amazing.
0: Well, I remember the Pagel add-on coming out. I don't know if it was late Wrath or like early Cataclysm. Like it probably went out before, but it got really popular, right? And I remember during progression raids, the way progression would work is you would, you know, do one to three pulls on the boss, and then everybody would stop, discuss what was done wrong, try and think, you know, brain like everybody brainstorm on how we could maybe use something else or try something else. But, you know, it'd be like a little, you know, five to ten minute talk, and then we'd go back to doing a few more polls, right? Well, people started to play Peggle during this time, and then we'd get to the boss try, and we'd be like, dude, we said we were going to try this. What are you doing? And they'd be like, oh, sorry. And you knew that fucker was playing Peggle during the
1: talk. <laughs> so now that you remind me i think there was i th- I think I remember an occurrence that happened in the original right Where someone played pagel and it, it had this auto report in in say chat you know uh auto update of a uh, high score and i remember like the raid leader at the time just just butcher this guy on you trillo you're playing you you're not healing at all you can't shield whether you're playing Pagel, get the fuck out of the raid
0: there was oh a lot God. of people mad because it's just like dude we, we needed so. to talk about this
2: if you're going to do it Maybe be smart enough not to turn on your auto messages, right? Like <laughs> let's be real here. Yeah, I like think
0: I think the apps, you know, didn't have a lot of options back in the day, the the add-ons. But yeah, it's yeah, funny. It was
1: bare bones, yeah. Oh um,
0: God,
2: it's like but, when somebody calls in sick to work and then they post pictures on Facebook of themselves like doing something really fun, and you're just like, Really? <laughs> you just don't you just don't.
0: Uh so okay, Man. so so okay,
1: so you you you
2: logged yeah, I,
0: in.
1: Uh, I, I logged into I logged into Warloads of Trainer, uninstalled it immediately, just, you know, gave it a try. As I said, I thought it was gonna be like really amazing, didn't touch the game forever. And you know, the longest time, as I said, I quit I quit like mid mop, early mop, mid mop, didn't touch the game until I think um I got I got into like for some reason just got into uh, TBC T V C private servers, right? And I got to play my Hunter again, and I uh, really enjoyed the one button macro, the famous one button macro, and yes, it worked on private servers. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was so much fun. You, you still had to multi-shot, and it was a trap here and there and stuff like that. You couldn't like fully AFK, but it was like super fun. And then they uh, announced Classic, and I was like, huh. So they're going back to Vanilla, and I'm like, yeah, I might give it a crack. I'm not really much a Vanilla guy, but sure, I'll, I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. And uh, lo and behold, I was right. I'm definitely not a vanilla guy. Definitely don't <laughs> like 40, 40 man raids. Definitely don't like world buffs or collect, collecting them for sure. So um, I pretty much dipped out after a while and uh, have been playing Warman ever since. I played like all three seasonal servers on Warman. And there was another one, another seasonal server that we also played on because that's kind of like the meme always go fresh, right? So we would uh we would play those. Um I did play some tbc as well, but I never really clicked fully with tbc because I already played it so much. Um played it so much on private servers. For me, there was never really like you know, I oh I really want to kill illidan again. Oh, I I really want to progress more again. For me, it was like, oh god, I really don't want to do progress. I don't really want to do again, please. No, I don't you want to do that. Right. So I it bet was it was like, nuts hard on private servers, too. Um, also, if I might go on a small rant here, um, a lot of the stuff where people hate private servers, uh, I can understand where it comes from, but I think it's a little bit... It's, it's behind the curtain of math. So when people said that Warriors are not going to be viable, they were specifically talking about Tier 4 and Tier 5. Now, to kind of explain where private server mentality for TVC was, uh, no one cared about Tier 4. Mm. Yep. You leveled, you got some basic epics. Two weeks later, tier five was open, right? It was not like um on a classic, right? So tier four was always considered a meme historically, the same with tier seven. It is always considered a meme. Like even like realm first, uh, tier sevens was oh, you got realm first tier seven. Okay, c- okay. See you in old war, you know, sit sit down, kid. That was kind of that that kind of mm-hmm. attitude, right? And then Lady Vash had I think 15 million HP or something like that on private servers, like insane amount of HP, right? So once you put that, that into perspective, KT, as well. Once you put that into perspective, you have to understand that the phase three was incredibly hard for Lady Vash, right? And she was spitting poison more often. So what ended, ends up happening on Lady Vash, you can't have these warriors sitting in poison, right? And you need to have someone who's ranged and who can control this much better. So the the meta was was simply different. Uh, the raw DPS that the warrior can do is pretty much the same. It's within the margin of error, but it's just simply how they were they were coded, right? And uh, it's mm-hmm. like the Atlantis code and um, the, the code that, that that they had. You know, and the scaling that they had was just completely different. You would see warriors uh, being used in tier six. You would see warriors being used for sunwell Prog for sure. You could see like you know, the rogues popping off in that was for sure a thing. It's just that early warriors were never really catered to. And then when you had buffed Muru, people were like, okay, man, we just need, we need tons of seed of corruption. Let's just throw freaking eight warlocks at 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 this boss. And that's what people played around there. Like, okay, we need to get warlocks because Muru is just hard stuck on it. We're not going to defeat Muru with eight warriors, but we might with eight warlocks, right? Oh, yeah. So it was different, different scaling, right? Well, and um. We talked about that
0: early on, you know, when we were talking about warriors were going to have a tough time. We kept trying to, like, emphasize it's not because warriors do bad damage necessarily right at the beginning. It's because mechanics just don't like melee. And, like, if you were doing Lady Vash or or, or TK, like like... With a bunch of melee before the nerf, I mean, you were probably doing it wrong, unless you were all getting ogre suits and everything else. Like, you were just making it harder on your um, on your, um, self. And I think that's what everybody didn't understand when people said warriors are going to be bad to start off with. Here
1: in Wrath, warriors are just really bad to start off with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that there was also a lot of. Um... I'm also talking about that a bit. You can always interrupt me, interject me. But um, when it comes to theory crafting between RAF and TVC private servers, Raft is miles ahead. We're talking light years ahead of TVC, right? Really? Yeah, they're
0: we're, the we're the most talking private about server, or the most popular we're private about, servers, yeah. right?
1: By far, we're talking about a solid decade of proper experience and understanding of of the game. Uh, Plus, on top of that, until recently, we had a site called World of Logs, not to be confused with Warcraft Logs, where we had all of the original logs from 335 client. So we would know, like, how does Valinir work? How does the proc of Valinir work? How is dancing rune weapon supposed to be scripted? We had all of this information. From uh, back in the day, stored right, so people could always, uh, you know, they could always reality check developers and be like, "Hey guys, uh, dancing room weapon is doing three times the damage than it's supposed to. Can you fix that?" And he's like, "Oh, you based this on what? The random player?" And well, check this out: we have world of bugs, blah blah, yada yada yada. There's a lot of bugs as well with Valonir where like uh, you, you could did with proc all the time, and you know, you would get save absorptions, and they fixed that as well as eventually. So there's a lot of theory crafting that went into as well with, with classes plus Ian has the the retail main dev himself. He started the latest jerks and that has been like titanium skeleton for all of the theory crafting, right? That, that website and those forums and people took it to the next level. And, um, yeah, just played countless, countless of, uh, of hours when it comes to wrath, uh, 335 or 3.4 clown that we use. It's, you know, uh, it's a relevant, uh, same iteration, different name, really. But yeah, that's kind of why when people said warriors are going to be Garbo tier, that's math. There's nothing that you can do. Not, there's nothing that you can do about it. That's just the scaling, that's the nature of the 335. That's how they start, right? There's small changes, as I said before, there's Unholy DK, you know, massive Gargo stacks. And typically on private servers, we would never bring unholy DKs because patchwork alone, I think, on week one was solid at least minute longer for even good guilds. So you know, that's like when you when you look at when you compare warlocks like that as well, they were they were also doing like 8k, 8k, 9k. DPS on, on patchwork, well, is Unholy DK, even the best ones, they couldn't compete simply because, you know, well, okay, you did 10k burst, and now you just start drop, 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 boom. And, you know, they, they didn't do as much damage comparatively as they do with the lower HP values. And on top of that, the reason why meta was different, so, so not so drastically different, but we didn't prior the Unholy DKs that much, at, at least not in Tier 7, is because everyone wanted to gear Warlocks for Ulduar. And as what I mentioned before, is everyone cared about completing Gold War, and it's very hard, very hard raid, where Yogg Saron is the last boss, and even with one light, uh, it's it's a son of a gun last phase to to battle with it. You have constantly ads coming at you. You have insanity that you need to go care about. That there's aggro, snap threat that you also need to care about on the ads. Even if you have Torium that's going to kill the ads. You need to manage it properly so Warlocks were really good for that when it comes to Mimiran Fighter, right, Firefighter. Um, If you remember, the last phase, you have Body, Chest, and Head, and all of those three targets are pretty much in Execute Rage for Warlocks in the hardest phase, being Phase 4. And then also when you look at... um, when you look at uh, Fezzex, also another hard mode. Uh, Affliction Warlocks are amazing. They're, they're absolutely amazing on that fight, right? They, they just pretty much deal, delete that fight. They can do upwards. I'm pretty sure they can do more than 60, 70k DPS on that fight. I'm, I'm sure that even tryhards in current iteration are going to reach 20k, uh, 20K DPS. So it's just like the old war and the, the buff the buffs from old just dictated the meta so much. No one really cared about Nax, and that's where that, that meta comes from. When, again I apologize for, for the long rant, but no, I no, felt it like you know effort. it's something that I wanted to something that I wanted to share when it comes to perception of private servers. Oh, they're you know toxic. Yes, we we, we are toxic I inherit me as well <laughs> come from this toxic cesspool called Chernobyl of private servers. And Inherently, you know, especially us that come from Eastern Europe or Balkan, you know, we're we're a bit different, we're a bit special, not cases for sure. But um sometimes there's also a language barrier nowadays you know, and there's this guy says, no DK bad, not this you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so you kind of covered my other question about
0: why did you come back to classic, but we'll just change it a bit. why did you come back for Wrath
1: then? Oh man, it's just the best, bro. It's just the best so <laughs> far. Uh, there, it's just it's just everything sits perfectly, man. Uh, I, threat I is finally rap, fixed. Too. You don't hate your life. You have divine plea. Here, here is how I here is how I view World of Warcraft. Someone's gonna flame flame the ruling frick of me. Uh, go ahead. Once again, it's a polarizing opinion, but here it goes. Vanilla World of Warcraft is beta. T- uh, sorry, Vanilla World of Warcraft is alpha version of the game. TBC is beta, and finally, with 3.0, we get the final product. That's how it That's yeah. how we see uh, World of Warcraft started. I
0: think it's the perfect, like almost perfect mix of like, of like you know, like ease, like quality of life changes to the game, along with actually everybody, most classes having an actual rotation is the biggest thing for me, and that's why. I can't imagine going back to seasons of mastery now because I've just I've been playing all these different classes and I could do so many different things. It's just it's so it's night and day.
2: That's, I that's I would disagree. I don't sorry. have a rotation anymore. Unfortunately, bubble, bubble, now bubble.
1: I shield. <laughs> well, even even that even that is going to have some. Uh, especially, I, I'm sure you're going to leech, reach oh, lich king you're with the defile and everything and. Um, stuff like that it's going to have some skill factor there as well for sure yeah. so it's going to be a very impactful and important for me uh coming from warmaid back to tbc and having only consecration and kind of judgment man the, the judgment was also mean it just felt like, okay, I don't, have my, I don't have my hammer, I don't have my shield, you know, I don't have my shield of the righteous, hammer of the righteous. I didn't have my hand of salvation, nothing. I, and, and I would go, oom, and I really hated that. I, I just <laughs> never, I could never fully immerse myself in TBC. I finished tier six uh, with the GDKP roster, had fun, had a blast. And after that I was like, nope, I'm going back to Warmaid CO C beta. <laughs> I'm not touching this. No, no way. It just it, it it doesn't feel like a finished product, right? And I could never immerse myself in, in like um in, in the class identity as well. It's like I am protection paladin that goes out of mana eventually, and I have to work around with consumes meticulously, otherwise I'm not optimal. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really it doesn't really sit well right uh the, the class balance like you know you you're having this lore the paladins are amazing and and uter lightbringer has a hammer and he smacks undead across the face boom shatters the jaw from western plaguelands into eastern you know what i mean like holy moly so epic and then finally it everything clicks perfectly if you did the death knight starting zone right where you have with U- a he comes in and everything clicks in they're like a rat paladins finally are not like, like like a meme right and the dks and the, that whole the, the whole expansion the field everything the lore behind it the cinematics the zones quests the zones rotations amazing. talents everything just clicks right. together so perfectly i
0: know some people are for them but i i love them they're little things i could do to feel that burst of like when you get a piece of gear but i don't have to do them it's wonderful like I could choose to do them. The and so therefore I want to do a more. Yeah. And that exactly. makes me want
1: me to do a more because I don't have to do it. Also dual spec. If I might add, I, I think, uh, I was I asking
0: did, for that yeah. at the very beginning of this me episode, too. one TBC, of this podcast, yeah. I was like, we need this. And that was like at the start of eight a- of it was before, like right before AQ launched is, is when I asked for it. I was like, give it to us. Why don't we have it?
1: What the hell? So here, here's the thing. Um, I had this discussion as well with with Blast or Blaze, uh TBC Red Pal. I don't know if you know him or not. Doesn't matter. Um, I think he I don't know, but I know of primer. him. Yeah, I know yeah. of him. I, I I hated the fact that we didn't have dual spec in TBC because we had triple spec in dbc on private servers, right? Oh no! And yeah, amazing, best thing ever, best thing <laughs> ever, right? And it's it's such an inconvenience. First of all, you don't you don't get the full depth of your class. Let's say. Um, you're really, really locked into one spec. Not necessarily, Uh, some, you know, to play devil's advocate, someone can always say, oh, just Hearthstone you Muppet, go respec in Orgrimmar, Uh, you're so stupid. Yeah, uh let's ask, you know, the other 24 people how they feel about you going to Hearthstone and then you need to summon and then you need to go out and you need to go to the summoning stone because they changed it so that you can't summon inside the raid, so you need to go summon there. So you need to have a hunter with aspect of the, of the pack, but it's all on party based, so you need to swap them in the party, but you need to swap <laughs> them back out of the party again, okay? So you now you need to rebuff again, okay? But it's also party based, so you need to rebuff that party specifically, right? And oh god forbid god. that you got ganked in the process of that. Okay, are you <laughs> finally respect? And on top of that, guess what? If you misclicked only once, nope, you need to go and Hearthstone again. But no, now oh, you a mage portal. And now your mage is AFK. Why is the mage AFK? <laughs> oh no, like his dog puked. Now you need to sub the mage. <laughs> okay, I'm trolling now. But yeah, you, uh, it's just. It's <laughs> <you're right. laughs>
0: all like, been there, right? And like, <laughs> just I always. Because-
1: i always wanted dual
0: specs so that people could have one pvp spec and one pve spec but i'm having so much fun with pve both of my characters have two pve specs right now and i don't even have a pvp spec on either of them and it's just it's really funny but i've always felt that like pvp if you go into a bg that should be a completely separate spec you should be able to have because it doesn't make sense that you ever go it as a pve spec unless you're the tank in Ultric valley you know what i mean like there's just it's it's such different even if you're playing a, a prop warrior in pvp you're taking a lot of different talents like so i don't know man like i feel like pvp should have always had a different spec from the very beginning and i just think dual dual spec was the best thing they ever put into the game And why it wasn't put back into Classic, I have no idea. And so many people made arguments. And the arguments I just always thought were bad. Like, the arguments were, it's just, yeah, Like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like, give me a good argument to why we shouldn't have it. The only one I ever heard was it makes PvE content easier because you can switch in and out of heals or DPS or tanks DPS at your whim. But I was like, whatever.
2: Mm -hmm. I,
1: I would say a hardcore disagree with that statement. I couldn't disagree anymore with that statement because necessarily your shadow priest is not going to be a good holy priest. Not necessarily your red paladin knows what he's doing as holy, right? And there's a lot of it that it comes into it. You need to have a and cha- chance reputation. Do you know what you're doing? You can't just two, oh, I'm just going to put two, spell power. Yeah, and two different like gear
0: sets and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, that w- that was the only argument that semi made sense to me. I'm not saying like I thought it was a reason to not put it in, but. That was the only one that actually w- was like a okay argument, in my opinion. Like the rest of the arguments were like, it's just, you know, it's not in the spirit of the game. And I'm like, okay, and, like, you know what I yeah. mean?
1: I can see how it can be considered easier because it removes the inconvenience. But the difficulty of the raid encounter should already be at a respectable level, right? So I don't think the inconvenience of logistics of who should play which spec you know and butcher people's will and or motivation to play the spec should should be the gate I think the gate should be skill of the player rather than you know the logistics of how do you enter this spec or how do you enable those talents I think the game should always promote or push players in a such way where they can always learn something new and or get better play style. and it also is going to reduce burnout for example you said you have two pve specs i, I like to believe that you also enjoy the game quite a bit more if you have another PVE spec. And you're like, huh, OK. So this is how DPS point of view is on this fine. Hmm, kind of cool. And again, it like, oh, gives a different perception. Oh, now I need hit. OK, huh, expertise, crit. What about crit? What are we doing with haste and haste like, and yeah, um, well, well, stuff like that?
0: On the rogue, it's, you know, I, I should be playing Assass, assassination and then the Simonized hybrid spec. But I'm a lover of combat rogues, and I got Calamity's Grasp the first raid, so I was like, well, I made the decision easy, I'm going combat. But I do go that, like, if we're going to have a prolonged trash phase, I do go that hybrid spec just to get more more damage on the adds, you know? And I don't have to with the raid that I'm in, but it makes it more fun for me. Yeah, and then on my warrior... I just love being able to farm whatever dungeon I am I, I am want and make tons of cash with the with all the gear I have on the prop warrior using the revenge spam spec, you know? So like it's just turned in I'm having more fun with PvE and it sucks because I really enjoy PvP too. But I just I'll get into it later. But
2: Yeah.
1: I would even say you know, really spent a spec and then put sixty second hard lock timer on swapping specs or something like that. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, look- we've
0: had that idea too, like for speed runs and stuff to like, yeah, yeah, to like make it harder on on that. You know, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna have a really good reason to do it, type of thing. Because like mm-hmm. even, well, even we were talking to Simonize uh, just just the other day in the segment. You're gonna hear. Well no actually I think we were talking about it just off camera but either way like you know they were talking about um he doesn't swap his um spec during lots of times during the speed runs because like it actually like hurts your time so he's actually working on a on a spec that's going to be uh it's going to be mm, mutilate but still go down combat quite a bit so they can get the Best of both worlds and he'll use it for just like two of the, the wings, like the two, two wings that have the most trash. He'll just use that spec there and, and just not swap, which I thought was like I was like, Oh, okay. I like how that. long does it
2: take to swap specs?
0: Um it 10 seconds yeah, it doesn't take a ton of time, but in if you're at a speed run, like I mean, yeah. you guys are like flying. Like it's you know, you think we go fast, like see us see a speed run.
1: I think, like, if they added a 60-second cooldown and they added additional tabs, like you have dual spec, you have spec one, spec two, I think it would be completely okay to have spec three, spec four. Because even right now, you sometimes have the inconvenience of, hey, I want to PvP, right? I want to be a tank, I want to be uh, a DPS on some fights, and I also want to PvP. And someone wants to do that, they always have to kind of cannibalize one spec in a certain way. Yep. And uh, that's also something that you mentioned. Um, that killed a lot of potential PVP in TBC, because I remember talking with a lot of guys, and they said, listen, there is no way in hell I am going to spend 100 gold every week just so to, to cap my two steam. There is no way I'm going to do that, right? Yep. No, no, no shot, no shot. I'm not doing that, right? And I think uh, when you when you hear comments like that, it kind of you know begs the question, man, is it really worth it to have this fixing in the game, through through talent points and play style of the players, it did make a lot of sense back in the day, for sure, right? Where it was a little, where where someone's identity was more tied to a class and spec, right? When someone right. was a holy paladin, you could, oh, that guy is the holy paladin, you know what I mean? But that was then. That was that was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Those mm-hmm. were those times. There were different times, right? Our game was much more social, also something that I, th- I think is vastly different uh, compared to, to back in the day. People would spend time on Ventrilo. That was kind of the early Facebook for, for for gamers, right? Your guild, your social connections. Whereas nowadays, you get server discords. Everyone knows everyone. You have Twitch. You have Reddit. You have so many different social networking opportunities where it's not just your guild and 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 everything is so more fast paced and meta driven where those systems feel really archaic and instead of promoting something and, and bringing benefit to your class identity they're take it away from you because a lot right. of us know the basics right a lot of us know that hey if you spam holy like holy light constantly and don't you know don't pay attention to your mana you're going to go oom so stuff like that doesn't have to be explained most of the time to uh, <laughs> healers you know it, it's it's just the basics and now we, i feel like the average raider is a lot smart and a lot more experienced and therefore we can introduce these systems and give them to players and let them hey let people experience the game how they want if they want three specs four specs if he wants to have pro pvp spec and holy pvp spec let the guy have it right let them swap in, in between the games and then you know as you said that if you are actually have this opportunity where you said Simon Ice comes with the spec and innovation and is super fun. Let people innovate as well in between arena games. Maybe someone wants to play holy Holy subspec deep proc a bit more. Maybe he wants to have five talent points deeper and, and, and holy for whatever reason. If they're queuing into a certain cop and certain MMR stuff like that, right? Just for top of my head, you know, just one of those thoughts that I had.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Alright, well I gotta I gotta have some great tangents, but I do have to move us on. <laughs> Alliance or horde? One and both.
1: So <laughs> you you have to I, choose I, I, one. Now nah, listen to me. When I eat pudding I like to have one small cup of chocolate pudding, one, uh, one small cup of vanilla pudding, okay? <laughs> and I mix them together, I stir them, and it has this unique taste of perfect flavor, right? It's the same with Alliance and Horde. It's the same the Alliance and Horde, brother. You gotta have both. I love to be like a human paladin. I like my blood of paladin. I love my human warrior. I like my orc warrior. It's just you got, you, like for some people, it's either chocolate or vanilla. For me, it's the perfect mix and blend, and the enjoyment and refined taste of knowing when to mix both and how.
0: All right. Well, I'll give you. Fair. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because that's the best. Usually, we make people choose one or the other, but that was the best. Uh, was the best ex, ex, explanation. So I'll give you both.
4: For oh, the alliance,
0: for the horde. All right,
1: there we go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs>
0: all right, all right. So let's talk about your um, your stream. Uh, we want to talk about your stream and your 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 YouTube before we get out of here. So, how often do you stream, and
1: what's a typical stream like? So, uh, I typically stream from four to five, five days a week. Probably like something like Tuesday, Friday, and then a, you know whatever stream, like that. That's my, my Twitch and YouTube are very different. It's like two polarizing identities oh, yeah. Well, almost. It, yeah, let's it's, talk about like,
0: let's talk about Twitch first, and then we'll get into your, your yeah. YouTube afterwards.
1: <laughs> so when when it comes to Twitch, it's it's like um, as, as as a Twitch streamer, you try to do a lot of different things. Maybe you, you want to you know maybe you want to be informative, or you want to be an entertainer. And I tried both, and but sadly I do have to say I'm um, I'm kind of like super um, I'm I'm super currently disappointing the audience because I'm neither mm-hmm. I am super try harding when it comes to rate leading at the moment like I just tunnel vision that's super super hard because we've been we've been investing a lot of time as a guild and I myself personally have invested a lot of time into the guild and we're trying really trying to push our our roots. Speed kills or our parses or even our speed runs as as a whole. So um, I've been really focusing on that and uh, streaming that predominantly, so it's been a raid leader point of view, and uh, a lot of the times that's not uh the most uh, comforting stream for a lot of people because I do I do have specific way of raid leading. And it's it's very harsh at times, and it's very unforgiving at times, but I do believe that iron sharpens iron. And throughout my experience, I, I don't think there's any other way, at least that any other way that I could make it functional. So those streams uh, tend to be quite a bit of like military style. We need to do this, go here, do that, do that, you know, up and down. No, don't do that, go here, stop. What are you doing? Void zone. Hey, what are you, why are you standing in void zone? Wake up, move over there, boom. I can't life grip you, it's not mob. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that stuff like that whereas i uh, i think my youtube i i made max boss guides um for, updated for rat of the lich king so those did quite well so that's like super factual and uh super uh super more chill so it's kind of like different as i said, like and also like on podcast i mean, you know you get a different version of me when i can kind of get to sit down and, and chill and talk whereas when i'm raid leading are super into it and lot of you know we have a lot of stuff prepared. And and we invest a lot of time into strategy and preparation and execution. So I and mean, sometimes when things go bad, you know, a lot of people end up being under fire as well. <laughs> so, but it is what it is. You know, everyone has their own style of 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 culture. As I said, I just I personally, I'm also come from a different mentality. I'm like Southern Eastern European. I'm I'm very blunt. You see what you get. I don't wear gloves, and I know like a l- Western mentality is a little bit more. um <laughs> I'm uh, I'm like Paint. that too. I
0: don't sugarcoat things oftentimes and it really rubs a lot of people the wrong way a lot of times. But mm-hmm. No, I no, I, mean, I, I, I would, if you're, I would running,
2: if you're running the guild though, right? Like those people are there for the same reasons and if you guys are trying to speed run and things, people will not respect it if you don't call out the people that are doing the wrong things, right? Now, if you're in more of a casual guild, yeah, that may become very toxic, right? But if you're in a speedrunning guild where everybody's goals are aligned and everybody wants to move quickly and do the best that they can, if you're not calling out that person that's kind of weighing you down, people are going to be very angry about that. So I think it's about the environment that you create and what you're looking for.
0: I mean, I've always been like, you know, especially even in more casual guilds. Like, I've always been for calling people out. Like, yeah, they might get angry or, or whatever, but maybe they didn't even know they were doing the problem. Now, maybe you don't call them out in front of everybody. I, I, I don't know about that, but at least tell them they did something wrong. Like, if I did something wrong, I, I want to know because, like, I want to not do it the next time. You know. So I don't know. I think callouts are are good, but I think. Most of the most of the really good guilds, I mean the raid leaders doing it just like
1: you uh, I, can, I, I think what Mel said is just uh, um, I think for casual guilds, I, there's nothing wrong with being casual, a lot of people casual casual there's nothing wrong with being casual if you want if you don't have the time. If you don't have the time, hey, I just don't have the time. I can't like what speed on what trash what 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 are you doing? You pulling whole right? Why are you pulling? All right, chill down. I just came from work, man. And my my dog puked for the fifth time this week. Hey, what? Can you chill down? Can I get my prayer of man and go, Right? There's there's people hey. like that. And it's oh yeah, like, well
0: that's you know, casual. That's, I'm I'm talking more like sweaty casual, kind of like what what we're at. You know where we are trying to do. You know, the best that we can. We do have 99 parsers. We do, you know, we are trying to be better. We just, we aren't trying to get to that, that like next level, but we're trying to be at that level right below the top players, you know? And so I think a lot of people in our guild would want to be told if they were doing something wrong. They just might not want it told in front of everybody else.
1: That makes sense. uh, Here's my honest and unfiltered opinion on it. It's it. You need to have like the further the, the more you want to push, the harder grip you need to have on things, and it needs to be unapologetic Like we have an amazing roster. We we have some of the best of their class currently on the roster. Really like like Turbo is one of the best warlocks I could possibly find ever. Has knowledge on, on castles like no one else. Uh, we, we just recruited recently another amazing talent, and we have a couple of other guys. Like there's there's another. Holy Paladin who who's multi-classing six specs across. I can put him on any other class. Boom, he's going to he's going to play super amazingly and stuff like that. But you know, they all have their own issues. They all have on their own egos. And the the more you want to push, the more you want to be hardcore, the more 99s you want, faster kills, better progression, the more you really want to push harder and harder and harder. For some reason, have people have more fucked up egos. And the only way you can control them is by being a complete and utter-apologetic bastard. There's no other way.
0: We actually talked about this with Salve Dally the very first time he came on. I think it was episode six. Um, I talked to him about, like, how do you deal with Onslaught? Because, inherently, you get the best players in there. You're also going to have, you know statistically the best the the biggest eat the biggest egos and like the most like you know for sure challenging personalities you know and like that's just that's just the name of the game it's what we dealt with mel and i back in the day when we were rating at a high level in our original vanilla and it's like it's it's gotta be tough so i mean that's a really good point the thing
2: though when you're playing at such a high level You getting called out on your mistakes may like take a little bit of a blow to your ego, but you know you're capable of fixing those mistakes, right? So you're motivated. And I think somebody being blunt, direct, and kind of a jerk sometimes while they're leading a raid is fine if they're getting results, right? Now, nobody's going to listen to somebody yell at them over and over and over again if nothing's changing, if they're not improving, if they're not running through the content smoothly, like. That's the difference. If you're rape leading and things go wrong and you're able to get people out of it and the next week they go very well, people are like, yeah, that was totally worth it. That's what we needed to hear. Right. But if every week it's just this constant badgering of people, they'll just start leaving. Right.
0: And it's the same with sports. I mean, growing up with sports, like I, and I think different people react different ways, but if I had a hard ass coach. I wanted nothing more than to prove him wrong and win his or or of hers. If I I didn't have any girl coaches, but if I did, I would just want to win their approval and just get, you know, them to say, you did a really good job today. You know, and like, like, and the harder they were, the more I wanted that, you know, so some people react really good to that. And some people just kind of shut shut down. I don't know. It's different personality types and i'm sure the people that shut down don't try to get into
1: the hardcore guilds that's just a thought i if i might also add on to that um creating and 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 maintaining a hardcore guild is brutal and the reason behind it is you need to manage it like a company but you're not paying anyone people need to pay their own sub it's not a huge cost it is a cost some people are paying multiple subscriptions. Some people have paid multiple boosts. Boom! We're already looking at two hundred bucks. Top of that, they need stable connections. On top of that, they need a functioning cell phone, why or phone, mobile phone? Why they need a remote desktop for the queues? They also need a hotspot in case connection goes down. Top of that, the per- peripherals need to be proper, and they need proper PCs. So we're talking a potentially several thousand dollar investment coming from the individual, right? And from top of that, I cannot give them anything. The only All thing I can provide them, them yep, as as, as someone a leader as 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 a leader as as a face of the guild kind of the only thing that I can give them is an environment that provide, that has results that's the only thing that I can give them yep, results right yep. if this was a company if I had a if I had an employer that was uh, that was pretty much a malfunctioning individual I I could give them a pay cut or I could say I'm gonna cut you off mm-hmm. two weeks notice later you're out right you're smoking constantly, you're not doing anything, listen, you fucked up, like, mm-hmm. you didn't email the customers, whatever, like, you're out. It, it's not that simple. Right? What can I do They're in the guild? If, what can, what can, yeah, but what can I do? Listen, we're splitting already. Here's the thing. I cannot loot ban them, because we're splitting. Everyone gets, there's no loot drama in our guild whatsoever. We have gotten so many dying curses, right? It is insane. There is no loot drama. We have two main runs that are splitting, plus the GDKP where we're bringing certain mains as well. There cannot possibly be loot drama. If there is a loot drama, I will personally take that individual into the channel and ask them, have you know, what's wrong? Who, who hurt you? Who, who told you you're a muppet? What, what's wrong, buddy? Talk with me because trust me, you don't need that saffron neck. We've gotten it 30 times already. Why are you, you know, why are you making drama over saffron neck? This hey, is right. an example recently, right? What's so wrong I can't, with lo- I can't, I can't, yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's my I, endearing I, I term. Like Muppets. It's my endearing term for raiders. So I can't lose <laughs> the raiders, right? If they make mistakes, because we have already invested so much into our infrastructure, where we guarantee loot drops. So that that's off the off the table, right? I, I can't guilt kick them for a singular mistake because then I am in, in, in delusional as an individual. The only right. thing, the only option that I have, the last resort is publicly shaming them for that mistake. That is the only <laughs> option, right? I cannot cut. I don't. I don't pay them. That is literally the only, <laughs> only effective quote unquote weapon you have as a rail leader is to publicly shame them. Hey, you. You see that void zone? Yeah. Uh, you sure you got like full HD monitor, buddy? What happened? What happened? Did you order monitor from Wish? You know, was it damaged during shipping? Do you have a crack all, all over the monitor? You don't see uh, your void zone, you know? <laughs> do we need to buy a new monitor? So there's there's, that's the only thing you have as a rate leader. And a lot of people think like, oh, you you're like completely toxic. You're like, you're like, you're like subhuman individual almost. How do you dare to behave like that? It's like, yes like on on paper, it that is the case. you shouldn't publicly shame people, but really, you really don't have anything else except calling people muppets perpetually and ask them, you know if they have visits, you know, if they visit to the doctor and maybe consider getting a new pair of glasses or stuff like that, you know,
2: <laughs> oh my God, well, nice, nice. I think you could also balance it a little bit, right? Like you can call people out for doing the wrong things, but I think you know also. In the midst of, you know, after a good fight, being like, being like, hey, you know. So and so, you killed it on DPS, or nice job stepping up and getting all that done, right? Like, th- there's a little bit of a way to balance it with some positive feedback, and I mean that's just my oh yeah, no, they, they they, they get
1: it a plenty, trust me. But once again, you do have to think if, if you start praising them all of the sudden, it's like yeah, I'm the best in the server. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Right. Who's the best? Huh? Yeah, You're yeah, the best. Yeah, Who's getting they next turn? Enough. Oh right? no, like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> when I was talking about this, the um the sports guys are the sports coaches. Like they would never praise you. It was only like you'd every once in a while when you did amazing, they'd be like, "Good job, Bob." And that's it. I mean, and then the next that, day they'd be just as hard. Like I mean, that's the you know that's the whole thing.
2: Correct. That's a very small percentage of the population that responds extremely well to that. And the research will show much really? better results I, based I, on so hard a mix of positive and negative. But the positive doesn't have to come from you know just that one person right like i think there's a lot of positive reinforcement that these players get just by looking at warcraft logs and seeing that they're improving on warcraft logs or seeing the dps meters right like so they're getting some more intrinsic positive motivation that you don't necessarily need to supplement yeah but they're not getting any negative or punishment right
0: just to let you know mel has her masters in behavioral science and she works in human behavior, and she's a published author in it. So, <laughs> just let you know how much she's going off on a tangent here.
1: <laughs> no, it's actually qu- uh, qu- quite an oh, interesting topic. I don't oh, know how much how, how much deeper can we sip into this tangent because I, I feel like we've been going off. Yeah. Oh so yeah, yeah, no, days, no. But it, it, it is definitely an, inter- an interesting subject, especially to talk with someone who actually has like hardcore professional like experience with it. Like it's super interesting.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, sure. we don't have we don't have much time left. So. Um I'm just going to ask you if there's anything else you'd like to cover before we go ahead and end out the
1: show. Yeah, how do you guys feel about Old War? Are you, are you looking forward to it? Like any thoughts about Old War, any feelings? Ecstatic.
0: Pre-nerf. I'm a little concerned about the item level buff when I had this idea like, and just to give you a little background. Um, I'm
2: concerned because rogues are going to not uh, scale very well and you're really oh, upset yeah, yeah, that you yeah, picked yeah. the wrong oh, class. Yep, yeah, yep. I get it.
0: Yep. Stay stay tuned for the the uh, later part of the audio podcast to hear all about that. But <laughs> I'm a little concerned about the item buff. When I first called it out, I like I called out uh, like a good month or six weeks prior to to uh the blizzard dev saying that he had this i this idea was on the podcast i just said i kind of wish they would nerf the uh toc and icc gear it would make those raids harder and it would make it not feel like the old war gear was such shit after you you moved it was something i hated back in the day and then I said, if you really wanted to like do a happy medium, maybe you buff the older gear and buff older. But like those were my two ideas. And it looks like they're going with the buff of the older gear. It hasn't been confirmed, but it looks all but con- all but confirmed. So I'm a little worried about the power spike
1: there, but I'm excited as hell. So that's the answer to the question. It's interesting. Uh, sorry, someone mentioned something a bit Picking wrong class, I don't know. Was it the meme or?
2: Well, there was this video that came out about um, classes and how they're scaling with item level gear and which classes are scaling the best. And they basically said rogues. Yeah, assassination rogues.
0: (laughs) Assassination rogues, warriors, combat rogues, both sets of warriors didn't scale well shadow priest didn't scale well with his whole math like that's the whole conversation we had with um simon eyes yeah. and sarth and, and
1: uh rugs yeah. can i just ask this have people accounting for addition of extra gems on overall on the gear and addition of the storm jewel gems didn't no. mentioned? he
0: oh we didn't mention that though we should have because like that's a like that's I should have mentioned that when when we talked about the uh like rogues gear level going up actually meant damage going lower because that's what made the that's what made the Sunwell gear like still like it was set set the two the two set bonus big, but it was also the fact that like all like lots of the gear had three gem slots that you could like plug in these huge these Correct. huge gems. So yeah, I didn't even I should have mentioned that. Jeez. Uh,
2: yeah, I so. mean, it was a very basic, like, analysis of, like, basically what players look like from level 200 gear to 213 and comparing that percentage and then stacking that up, which doesn't take into account anything else. Like, it doesn't take into account the set bonuses, the extra gem slots, the enchants, like, anything. The, f- so.
0: the uh, fact that arbor pen scales differently once you get to a certain threshold of, the other stats like and then crit scales completely differently like you know like like attack power gets more Im- more important every bit of crit you get you know like there's like so many different ways that it scales and there's different there's different points you hit to where all of a sudden you know there'll be a point to where my combat rogue is gemming almost all armor pen but it's not yet it's not now right so yeah, d- he didn't get into any of that. And it turns out that this guy's like, I guess, got kicked out of the mage Discord on two different uh two different accounts and like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh also something I linked to uh currently on this because kind of, I'm gonna link this also in the in the chat and uh and for for viewers, I don't know if you discussed this or not, but coming Uldwar, we get epic gems in the form of Stom Jewel. I don't know, have you touched upon it? So I don't wanna beat no, that horse no. From no. You.
0: We haven't yeah. touched on it uh, on the, the, pod, the podcast yet, but do you know when you can get these epic gems from Old War? Old War patch. Yeah, but when can you get them from, um, from uh, oh God, what's uh, pros, uh, prospecting t- so that's titanium patch.
1: board? Okay, that's TOC. Right. So, okay. uh, TOC patch, you will <sighs> also be able to get them from Emblems of Heroism. So, don't dump your Emblems of heroism, save them because that's going to be quite huge Count TOC you will be able to buy hella gems with with that because we're be.
0: yeah we're well i mean we're sticking with two gems throughout so
1: yeah They're and the uh, next batch. if you're really super sweaty you have option of fishing daily epic gems and there is a grand total of seven gems, you get 20 strength agility, 23 spell power, right? You get 20 int, 20 hit, 30 stamina, 20 spirit. Debatably, 20 spirit is useless. But theoretically, and this is the theoretical maximum, which is why this video is inherently flawed, and it doesn't account for A, different raid mechanics, B, different mm-hmm. fight durations, C, different set bonuses, D, different uh, an amount of socket uh, amount of sockets and potential socket bonuses on the said item levels and well, i don't know which which alphabet we're going for the gems that you have also there is a huge difference between having uh 6 uh, 16 strength gems or 10 20 strength gems right there is also a mm-hmm. difference in that so it doesn't it is not linear scaling like that nothing about this expansion is linear and even it comes it goes with block value as well for example, on my full best-in-slot ice crown, right, full everything that you can get out of ice crown, and ruby sanctuary, my my paladin has less block value than my current paladin. Right? Sounds hilarious, but it is because itemization is completely different. I go right. heavily into armor. I go massively into armor. I need that armor because things hit like a truck. Lich king hits like a like like a semi truck and a half. Right, and it's <laughs> no joke. Like you could have, you could you could have even if potentially you could have 5k block value, it would be, for the lack of better terms, fart in the wind what that Soul <laughs> Heaper is going to do to your tank. There's just no other way around oh, it, right? Oh, God. Yeah. So the best way I could describe it is I split the game into half. The first half is tier 7, tier 8, where there's a lot more, you know, a lot more also block value and stuff like that for tanks and certain classes scale differently. And then you have the TOGC and... um. UGC and an ICC patch which is completely different scaling on its own like things just mm-hmm. r- r- you know the armor penetration caps stuff like that like a lot of people even you know talk about oh, Feral go strength Feral go strength In my mind's like I don't know, is, is it really does it really matter I mean you're going to go ARP soon brother and after that it's haste right yep and, and, stuff just,
0: like yeah.
1: that. and
0: it's just like yeah and like even specs changed like just to think about like you know fury warrior at the start of tbc you you were going down to get that uh that last um talent in fury but later on you weren't because that attack power buff didn't scale it was the same one so it wasn't it wasn't worth it later like at at all you know so you're getting other stuff so like specs will change too like once rogues are getting enough hit on certain things, like you, you can actually put talents in other stuff. You know, like there's there's so many there's so many things that change, and then just yeah, absolutely,
1: just absolutely. And if I might interject, sorry for interrupting you. Oh no, no you're uh, it's, fine. It's, it's, it's same as same goes for focused aim with hunters. Currently, like someone said, uh, like Grim Toll for hunters because of hit. You know, even if it's survival, armor penetration is useless, stuff like that. But even in the future, you, you have to think about, like, what does item level two hundred seven, uh, sorry, uh, 270 chest piece, how much stats, stats does it have? It has infinitely more stats compared to the item level 2. It's not like you think, like, oh, 270, 200, it's like what? Something like uh, 15%. No, it, it is double, even, like more than double, right? So when you, when you get an, an item that has hit, and the main dips into hit all of a sudden you can drop focused aim because you don't need a hit that much and then you can use those talent points and then you get more damage and it scales even better because your your weapon damage is already higher and stuff like that I'm, it all feeds in, in into each other quite a bit
0: yeah i've been doing like it's like it's actually really fun for me with the whole way i can change gems and stuff because so like every time i get a new piece of gear i'm like oh well i could drop this expertise gem now and i can put i can put something else in and i was telling my guild leader i was like hey once everybody has grim toll i really want grim toll because about half war geared grim toll is gonna be fucking awesome like for me as a combat rogue right but it's not now right it's like i'm like no i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna use the 200 level attack power one but once i'm scaling really good with armor pen that grim toll is gonna to be pretty freaking sweet, especially to use on different things and on different trash poles. Like I mean it'll have
1: a lot of different uses. So like yeah. I'm right on page with you. Oh, so I know we don't have a lot of time. Also, something that I would say is the tier lists are for me, I made a, like a meme video on tier lists. There's not just one, there's eight or more. You have prebis for tier seven, then you have Half BIS tier seven, then you have full BIS tier seven, then you have tier seven bis in tier tier eight environment, then you have tier eight bis in tier eight environment, right? Mm -hmm. So you have multiple like multiple like basically power levels that you could have across all of these specs and classes. So like also when it comes to you know tier list for for classes and specs, yeah, you can kind of make a general one. Obviously, like warriors are not gonna do that great early, and you know, kind of do they do that bad with double betrayers? I don't know. I still have to see that myself. I think like double betrayer, fury warrior could do okayish, probably. You know, not the greatest, but they—they're not going to be as bad as you know. I don't know, having some might level two hundred weapon or something like that. So yeah, it's right? also like I—I I think when it comes to making tearless, I—I personally consider them to be disingenuous because they don't fully explore the vast spectrum that an expansion is. Right, because there's so many gear pieces and situations and different scenarios, and there's over I don't know how many bosses, but like over fifty bosses. That's fifty different encounters, and you would perform differently with 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 a gear score and item level on each one of them. And that's just one right. set of uh, patch balancing. Three, three, five, same patch balancing, right? Yeah. And there's already that many iterations. That's kind of just kind of the ending rant from me. Sorry for sorry for ranting no. this. Long.
0: Oh no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, it's it's. It's exciting, and like i'm i i'm am ex- I'm, I'm excited for that. I can't believe I didn't mention the whole like like gestion. but uh yeah, well guys i think uh I think that's gonna end it out. You just made me think of a few different things I wanted to talk about, but can't have the episode be too too long, so we're gonna go ahead and end it out now um I want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. Follow us there to find out for sure every time we go live. You can also follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network. If you want us to send us something longer form, send those emails to WCRpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd wanna join the MASH Discord and interact with the hosts of this show or any other podcast on the the network, that's mash slash discord. How can you help the podcast? You can do that. The best way is just to tell your guild, tell your friends about it, and just talk about, you know, what we talked about. You know, say, hey, they talked about this on Warcraft Re- reloaded. They'll be like, huh? What's what's that? You'd be like, oh, it's this podcast, you know? And yeah, just uh Just talk about us is the best way, but you could also leave us a review on iTunes, leave us stars on Spotify, uh, for the YouTube content, which is growing and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's getting there, but like, it helps us out by leaving a comment, liking the video. It helps a ton. Um, and then you can also help us out on Patreon. Uh you just search uh, Warcraft reloaded on Patreon and uh help us out there uh now that the shows are coming out on Tuesdays, on Tuesdays, maybe you know one of the tiers that give you the early access to the raw the raw you know pod podcast might you know sound kind of good um and uh, also now that we have ads on the pod any tier on the Patreon gets ad-free episode. uh, It's before, but just a little bit before the episode actually comes out. But then, uh, yeah. And also, Rested XP, if you go and get a guide from Rested XP, please make sure to use the 5% off code RELOADED. Helps us out, helps you out. It's a win-win. All right, man. Mel, where can we find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mel Overwatch. You can find me in game I'm Mel MelArena. Or you can find me in...
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. And Fark, where can we find the hard-ass raid leader stream? And where can we find the good boss guys YouTube?
1: So on YouTube, you can find me under Fark Gaming. That's F-A-R-K. And on Twitch, uh, my handle is Fark underscore TV, where I attempt to loot ban people on a weekly, but never have done so successfully yet.
2: <laughs> nice,
1: nice, nice. One day. All right, all right. And
0: you can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. And you can find me on Twitch at Blazin Bob, no underscore. And for anybody, uh, you should definitely check out Fark underscore dot TV. It's I, uh, I actually found out, you know, I got introduced to him by one of his viewers just coming in and throwing in an ad. And I was like, first time chatter. It's a little sus, but I'm going to go check him out. Went and checked him out and he was legit. And so that, like, that's how we got hooked up. So, that do, listener do, that did that I
1: appreciate it. Thank you. I do have to say I did not send any of my Oh, I'm sure. To I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I probably so, should have said that <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah, he
0: he, he definitely yeah. didn't send him. But uh <laughs> it but it but it turned out to be cool. So anybody else that wants to suggest a creator to me, yeah, drop in my um, sp- uh stream and let me know cuz it's always good to have more opinions. Fark been fucking amazing to t- t- uh, tonight. And yeah, thank I, you. I prefer Farktastic, but Farktastic. <laughs> farktastic. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for hanging out. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are amazing. <laughs> thank you for coming.